Have you heard about the guys over at Chinook Seedery? They are the only sunflower seed company that is taking the time to connect with college athletes and trying to help them build their brand. They have eight flavors from mild to wild with way less salt and no sandpaper tone. So check them out today over at ChinookSeedery.com. up everybody you know what time it is that's right it's time for the in off the bench podcast i am daniel ball and i'm joined as always by my co-host my partners in crime my brothers from other mothers jim cross randy jowers and boys we got episode 23 titled tennessee whiskey because tonight we got university of tennessee softball stars charlie orsini and jameson brock and bro joining us they're going to tell us a little bit about what they got going on you're going to get the story. We're going to get the scoop. But most importantly, we're going to see what the expectations are for the upcoming University of Tennessee Lady Ball softball season. Guys, I want to get right to it. So help me welcome on to the show with the biggest interview in podcasting this week. Our friends, University of Tennessee softball stars, Charlie Orsini, Jamison Brock and Bro. Ladies, welcome to the show. Let's start with you, Charlie. How are you doing tonight? I'm good, thanks. I'm pretty keen to come on chat to you guys. Um, <laughs> pretty keen. Jameson, with no accent, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Uh, blessed. Um, obviously, love getting to talk uh, athletics with any guest on here, but especially when we get two, you know, awesome players from the University of Tennessee like yourselves. But before we get into all those things, I do have a couple icebreakers starting to do with something with Tennessee. And Charlie, I'll start with you again. Seeing the photos, you know, in Neyland football game, y'all both look like y'all had a blast. Let's start with you. Just how much fun was Saturday night? Okay, I'm not going to lie. I still don't understand the rules, but I'm still out. <laughs> I got on the Jumbotron. That was good. I did. I, I, did. I won the staring contest. Like, man, I was pushing them five-year-olds out of the way. I was trying to get on that big screen. But it was so much fun. I make my family so jealous when I post about it on Facebook and Instagram. It's just, I can't describe the feeling, but it's some, it's nothing like anything I've ever experienced. Well, it's such an amazing atmosphere and environment in general and then y'all get to be down there where it's all going on so it's it's just wild um for you Jameson obviously seeing you having a blast tell me about it it's so much fun I love it it's just all the fans bring all the energy every weekend no matter what and it's a lot of fun yeah dark yeah. mode yeah dark, dark mode. I love nights at Neyland I, lo I love everything about the way they set up there. And obviously an LSU fan wore my Tennessee stuff uh, shout out Evan Russell uh, wearing his shirt. He sent me, but uh, yeah, Neyland at night is something special. And when they wear the black uniforms that uh, it just hits different. 
Um, but let's let's ask a couple questions outside of uh, Tennessee and football. Charlie, if you had your own talk show and you can have any celebrity guest on for your first episode, who is it? Oh, man. Who am I picking? I, man, probably Robert Owen and the, <laughs> the zookeeper from <laughs> Australia because I'd probably see some cool animals or something. It's got nothing to do with sport. But I'm gonna see some cool animals. Do you? That, are you? Are you young enough to where you don't even know about Steve Irwin? Okay, I'm Australian, so <laughs> that is like. Man, okay, just just making sure. Up. Like I like I was fixing to be real upset for a minute there. No, man. But she obviously couldn't pick him um, since he's passed away. R.I.P. But uh, for you, Jameson, who is it? Uh, hundred percent, Adam Sandler. Oh, she is oh, Adam. That is a solid answer that I didn't expect. I love him so much. I, like, what's your, all right? I'm gonna take it one step further. I've never done this with any guests. Like, what's the first question you're asking him? Oh, nothing before we speak, Jim. <laughs> I just, I mean, what are you trying to pick from Adam's brain? Can we be best friends? <laughs> Solid, solid. I, I love Adam Sandler so much. She the just, amount of times she comes into my room is like, can we have a movie night? And guess what movie we're watching? It's always Adam Sandler. Movie. Always. My What's dog. your favorite Adam Sandler movie? That's my boy. <laughs> I think that's funny. Um, Unfor- unfortunately, my daughter calls me Adam Sandler because I'm always wearing basketball shorts and tennis shoes like he does, <laughs> except for Adam Sandler is extremely rich and I'm not. So that's the unfortunate and part. I just love how he doesn't care about anything. Like, doesn't. he just inspires me. Like I said, that's the problem. Neither do I. I just don't have his money. It doesn't work out so well. But, all right, if you had to sing karaoke, Charlie, had to, no if, and, or buts, what song are you singing? All right, just to be clear, I'm going to do it no matter what. <laughs> but I don't think I can say that song. <laughs> I don't even know which one you're Maybe, about. like, some... This isn't, I mean, it is a family show, but bring it. Tell us. Uh, I'll get canceled. I'll get canceled. A family song. I would probably sing something Beyonce. I like Cuff It at the moment. Okay. Still, I still want to know the song, Charlie. You're telling us. Come on. We can say it later. (laughs) Oh. All right, Jameson, what you got? Oh, man. Uh, Can't think of any right now. Hmm. I guess what's she's going like, duet with you. What what song I like sing? You don't sing. You oh, dream, dream, dream. no, dream. <laughs> oh, I so, don't know. So what I've learned through asking these guests these this question, a lot of times, what you do, and Randy even took this a step further with a couple of guests. You sing a song that everyone knows. That way, they overtake you, and you're really not singing anymore. So that's the key. Like, so Tennessee whiskey was brought up recently being that y'all, you know, obviously Tennessee girls, you know, nobody said it. Rocky top. I mean, my goodness. I mean, Rocky top was brought up too. that. Yeah. You brought that up. I mean, cause you're definitely going to get overtook. Yeah. But I don't want to be overtaken. I want to be. <laughs> the star we, we know that. Cause you said you pushed little kids out of the way to get on Jumbotron. So, I mean, you could just go sing happy Hanukkah like Adam Sandler. Oh, did you play that for real? Wish that I was on old Rocky Top down in the Tennessee hills. 
Do you right, know? That's, that's some. That's just some garbage. I was gonna flag. say, dude, you're wearing a Memphis, or you know, you're wearing a Dallas shirt, but you got the Memphis flag. How dare you go to East Tennessee like that? Well, because I I can't necessarily play Beyonce's "Cuff It" because it's <laughs> the F word every line. So it was like, well, <laughs> but yeah, she didn't want to say if that was her clean song. My goodness, you know. But last one, and, and, and we'll dive into everything. Um, you may have answered this the first time around because this question's always been on there, but just you can reiterate, Charlie. Who's your all-time favorite athlete? Um, man. Didn't it's you probably, say, like, your brother last time or something? I probably it was, said something. It was something like Carolyn Pickens. Holly? Carolyn? <laughs> pretty, pretty, that's pretty solid. Um, I don't know. I have so many. Probably Monica. Actually, I'll change it. I met Monica Abbott. She's not your favorite anymore. Just no, she is my favorite now. I cried. You cried when you met her? Yep. Right page of 19, I was crying. Mm. That was pretty cool. So I met Monica Abbott too. And you know, the first thing I thought, like, I'm 6'1, and I was like, damn, she's tall. Yeah. I was like, she's almost a midget next to her. And Randy also cried because she was. I did. <laughs> this was when she was an active player at Tennessee. This was a, this was a long time ago. It was a long, and they were playing LSU in the SEC championship game. It was like in oh five oh six. Y'all were like in elementary school, maybe not even born. Not sure. Two. <laughs> Two. All right, so Jameson, to end with you, who's your favorite athlete? And the question is, did you cry when you met him? <laughs> Well, what if I've never met him? I'm just joking. Then you probably didn't cry. You probably yeah. didn't cry. I only cry when I'm mad. But I'd say, uh, I'd say Bethany Hamilton. She's an inspiration. Hmm. You know, solid. Solid. I always wanted to learn how to surf and whatnot. Yeah, no doubt. It's not very easy. I will say that I've tried. I tried to surf with a boogie board or something like that. It didn't work out. Yeah, that's uh. I don't I don't tend to do things that force me out in deep waters. Yeah. You just don't know. You never know. I, I always say you know everything else for a reason. So if it's my time to get bit by a shark, then <laughs> all right, hold up. Since you asked that question, I, I always say this when I hear that. Let's say that we're on a plane and okay. it's the pilot's time to die. Does that mean it's my time to die? Yeah. No, it doesn't. It was his it was his clock. That's why I'm not flying. Randy, I, Randy, I believe in you to land that bad boy. <laughs> That's my toxic trait. Like, I reckon I can fly an airplane. Like, I <laughs> don't go up there with my dad. <laughs> that that would be reassuring if I was a passenger for you to get on the, the little phone and go, I reckon I can fly this plane, guys. No, if you got up there with your Australian accent, I would believe you. I'd be like, she's got this. I jumped she, out before she got Daniel this. doesn't watch enough of your videos, Charlie. I, she makes me believe anything. She's on the, on the way home from the SEC tournament, you know, made I was best friends with the the pilot. He said, get on the intercom. And I was like, all right, everyone. I don't know how, how to know how the landing's going to be. But I'm going to try. And everyone was like, heck no. Started getting out the parachutes. Yep. Yeah. They started acting belligerent so they could get thrown off the plane. <laughs> Located the nearest exit. Yep. For sure. All right. Let's let's get into this. Obviously, Charlie, you're a veteran of the show. We got your your backstory, but Jameson, 
we got to get your story. We got to talk to you a little bit about uh, you and your hometown, where you grew up. So talk to me a little bit. Where were you born? And, and tell me a little bit about that. Okay, so I was born in Locust Grove, Georgia. It's like hours south of Atlanta. Um, let's see. Grew up a good life. Um, <laughs> tell them about my pets. Uh, well, little... let's get into that. Tell me, like, in the household, you got pets, you got mom, dad, brothers, sisters. What's what's the dynamics like? Mom and dad are divorced, but <laughs> okay, I do they, they separate houses, but you know, I spend time with both of them. But at my dad's house, where I was born, raised, you know, we have cows, <laughs> and I love my cows, they're like my children. Um, they're actually all about a calf right now. So we're going to have a bunch of little babies running around. I've actually met the cows. Yeah. Let me let me ask you this, Jameson. If it came yeah. down to it, would you eat that cow? We're actually doing that. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> we're about to get one process because he's, he's, he's just a steer and he's blind. He just runs into the fence all <laughs> Daniel I mean Daniel how do you feel about that I mean they raise them like I get it that's part of the process but like you you build a connection with this cow ultimately to eat it not not the ones I couldn't do that to the ones we eat now do the core no I feel like once you name once you name the cow like it's really hard to to eat them I don't know Randy would be like whatever the cow's name was tastes fantastic I, oh, no. I I'd eat shit out of it. Them, bur- <laughs> them burgers be good. That's another story. If I'm on a plane and we crashing, they're like, "Oh, what if you could only eat people?" I might be putting hot sauce on the way down. I'm not gonna starve to death. No. You know, there there was an episode recently where we talked about that, and I got just beat up, beat up. I'm talking about just just. I got you a said tongue lash. Eat somebody. I did. We, the right. thing is, he can't spoil it yet because it's the this or that question. So he, we'll, he needs we'll, to save it for then. We'll we'll get to that. But anyhow, so obviously, you know, growing up, you're, you're starting to play sports. So at what age do you pick up any type of sport and what sport is it? Um, I did, I think, maybe cheerleading when I was like five or four or five. I did that too. <laughs> Yeah, I can actually see you as a cheerleader. I just hated it the whole time. But I just did it, I think. Maybe my mom made me did it. I don't really remember doing it a whole lot. But then my sister played, started playing softball. She's kind of old to start playing. She's like 11, 12 maybe. And we're like three and a half years apart. So, so eight, nine, four, I was like maybe almost eight before I started playing. And... Yeah, started playing. I was really terrible. I got kicked off of a lot of teams because I was so bad. I, like, that's for real. And um, I was so bad. And then when I was like. Damn, they just kicked you off a team? Yeah, that's... I wasn't invited back. And I wasn't invited to the World Series when I was 10 in Alabama in Gulf Shores. I was so excited about the beach. My dad had a break and we weren't going because <laughs> I sucked. And he said it to you. What'd you say? He's like, you suck. You're not. That's going. exactly how he would have said, said it. He, he said, Jameson, thanks a lot for ruining my beach vacation. Thanks for <laughs> sucking so bad. No, I I, 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 just, I find it hard to believe that you were that bad because you were an elite level player now. So what what happened? 
Okay. Was, it high, was it high school that turned the switch? Was it after not going to the, the Gulf Shores? Like, what was it? Okay, so basically, well, I don't think I even started getting, like, somewhat decent till I was, like, 13, <laughs> which, shoot, most girls were committed, like, dang, seventh grade before they made the rule change. But uh, anyways, so let's see. After I got kicked off, I it didn't really phase me. I was like, I, I, don't, I don't even remember what was going through my brain back then. Probably but they called me Tonka because I played with dirt a lot. So then I got moved to the outfield. And so uh, anyways, but I started playing on a bunch more teams, started to learn. I was a righty, but I was terrible. So then my dad was like, oh, what if we move you to the left side? You're kind of fast. So I started to become slapper. That's, that's how you know you're real bad when you just go, you know what, screw it. I'm going to start <laughs> over from the other side. Boys, I'm going to be honest. We've all had kids that have been on the diamond. I've never heard one called Tonka. That's fantastic. Yeah. It's like a little bulldozer truck. Like a little nickname for a while, but I'll bring it back. So <laughs> it, it's, it sounds like, Jameson, it, it was right – as you're getting ready to go to high school where you start figuring things out, um, what high school did you go to? I went to Locust Grove High School in Locust Grove, Georgia. <laughs> big time. Big time in Locust Grove, huh? <laughs> so I, I saw you competed in golf and swimming in high school. So talk to us about <laughs> being a well-rounded athlete. You were able to accomplish playing softball, swimming, and golf. You made honor roll every year. Um, so how good were you? Were you just a member of the team or were, you, were you a contributor? Um, Don't sell yourself short. No, I'm not now. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, I forgot to mention in eighth grade, I played basketball. But this is like high school. I'm but, willing to bet right now that you can probably still play golf better than me and Daniel. Not Randy, but me and Daniel. Not a chance. I, I can drive the ball now, but I hit right-handed in golf. I cannot hit left-handed at all in golf. Daniel, did you say not a chance as if not you're any chance. good at golf, bro? She would work you over. Here's the thing. I'm left-handed, and I can't hit a golf ball left-handed either. <laughs> I, I play enough golf to where I'm not going to get beat by somebody who tells me that they've never played golf and they're terrible at it, which is what she just she was told was on us. a team, bro. She just said she was on the team, but not a contributor of the team. No, I contribute every now and then. Well, no, not really. Not really. <laughs> no, no. She you said know. she could drive the ball. That's one step further than you because that is the thing you struggle with the most. Oh, correct. Well, no, that's where I'd I'd go wrong. But thankfully, I, I've learned I've I've learned to be better as I've gotten older about driving. It's, it's not about the driver anymore. My my question is, Randy, you said, because both of y'all are lefties, but y'all do right. Is that a typical thing? I don't watch golf enough to know. Is that a typical thing for lefties to go righty? No. I think I'm just not very good. <laughs> so what about swimming? Were you were you just on the team? No, well, I was I was okay at swimming. Now, there's some big old girls on that team now, but don't let them fool you. Cause they beat me every time. And I thought I was like good, like, or I thought I was, you know, maybe in shape a little bit. No. What kind of goggles you rocking? <laughs> I had blue ones. But I still I have them. Back home. No. She's, did you wear the big, the big ones that covered your whole <laughs> nose and face? You know, 
the snorkels? I should have. You know, a swim, it really, I really do think swim is the hardest sport because, man, my lungs could not handle that. But it was, it was a challenge to say the least. All I could do is just freestyle. I never figured out. I could breaststroke. I never figured out the whole butterfly situation. Well, y'all, y'all are Tennessee athletes, so y'all don't have the hardest sport. If you go to a gymnastics event and watch it up close, personal, oh. that's the hardest sport. Man. Yeah. But well, they, but, man, they train 24-7 gymnastics. You're not down for that? You're not down for training 24-7? I'm glad that <laughs> this got brought up, though. I'm glad this got brought up because I've really been thinking about this. Gymnastics is hard. Much respect. But you you get in that box against a girl throwing from that distance, like Carolyn Pickens throwing seventy five miles an hour. There, you're not going to convince me. It's it's harder to do gymnastics than to hit that ball, bro. It's, that beam is four inches wide, and they flip on it, bro. Do you know the? You know it's a it's a half inch or a half a second difference between a base hit seventy five mile an hour from what sixty feet. Mm-hmm. Wait, no, I don't no, know. no. Not 60 feet. 45? 43. 43. Even Impossible. Even You're a freaking softball fanatic and fan. You don't even know how far away the mound is, bro. <laughs> Impossible. Well, it's not a mound, first of all. It's Whatever. Anyways, moving on, Daniel. Well, let, let's go there. Obviously, we got we to gotta talk the sport that you were actually, you know, what you consider a contributor and good at, which is softball. You were a three-time All-State outfielder for Locust Grove. You helped lead the Lady Wildcats to a pair of state titles. Not one, but two. You were the GADC All-State Team Selection and Defensive Player of the Year in 2021. You had a personal best batting average of 416 your junior season. So of these seasons, there was a lot of success. Which of those seasons was your favorite? Uh, Sophomore year, for sure. We won state my freshman and sophomore year, but... You know, freshman year, you get the, the, the jitters your first time through. Don't really know what to expect. And then it's like sophomore year is like, all right, let's go. And I really liked the seniors that year. We were all real close. So we just bonded well. And, of course, it made it better winning state. And that was like pre-COVID, too, because we play in the fall in Georgia versus like the majority of high schools play in the spring. So it was before COVID hit. So it was really fun. So at what point now do you do you start being approached by colleges or was there multiple colleges or was it just Tennessee? Um there was multiple like uh yeah like sophomore year like freshman What what schools were options for you? Uh Georgia Tech, Ole Miss, Clemson and so what what was it about Tennessee? How does Tennessee win the the recruiting battle? Um definitely it's just like a family. Like that's really I mean the best way to put it. Like the fan base is just awesome. I mean, you go you go to another school, you I don't I mean I don't really see that as much. Maybe like well, no, I'm not even gonna say a certain I just think team's it's different. Fans. It's just different. Like nothing there's just, compares. There's just more heart into it and I I really like the facilities. I love school. Um, team seemed close, so that's so, Char- was- so Charlie speak speak to that since she talked about it. Um, you know, to come to you, it doesn't matter. We've had recently with Tennessee alone. We've had basketball, baseball, softball, 
um, you name it. And that keep what she just said comes up with all of them. They say they picked Tennessee because it felt very family oriented. They felt at home. I mean, just just talk about what that's like, um, you know, from your perspective. Like. Like James said, it's like a family. Like I know that my family is halfway across the world, but like I came out of the game yesterday and I had 12 dads come up and say, how's my little stepdaughter going? And everyone just takes you under their wing. There's nothing, I I can't say a negative thing about Tennessee because I just love it so much. This is my second home and it's just so different. Everyone's so passionate. Everybody cares. Passionate. Everybody wants you to succeed. Like everybody's in your corner. Yeah, Randy. Randy talks about that because with the passion, it comes the good and the bad, right? Um, no one is more passionate than the Vol fan bases on social media, right? And for that, you get the good and the bad. But he said you will never find anybody more passionate about sports than our fans, and it's held true whether it's been. Um, how many people have downloaded our episodes or how many people comment when we post about Tennessee, uh, Tennessee fans are thick. And then the fact that y'all are good at every sport makes y'all relevant and, and always talked about. So it's something special about being in Knoxville because there's always something cooking with a different sporting team and something to be excited about. And so it, it definitely just hits different. Um, you know, last time we had had you on, we talked about how, you were mic'd up asking questions, doing interviews. Since we had you on, you've done multiple other ones. Um, you know, you seem to be like that, that uh that spokesperson for the for the team, that personality that goes around, you know. It just seems like you're living your best life, Charlie. Like you know, just just talk about it. I don't know. I just feel like mm-hmm. for me, it's it's a dream come true. Like I remember I think I mentioned it last time. I got my iPad taken off me all the time because I'd watch softball in class. So for me, I've had my eyes set on this since I was 10, 11, 12, something like that. So to be able to live it out, like I feel like I'm just taking the opportunity with both hands. I'm leaving no stone unturned. I'm just, I'm here. I want to ball out. I want to, like, look, I didn't know Jam two years ago. Now look at us. I know she, she she doesn't look like she's as inspired to be your friend as you do. I know. I look uncomfortable. No, we are. You should have seen us like 10 she minutes. She actually, I said, Jim, can you do my eyebrows? She actually mm-hmm. drew blood. Like I have a hole in my eyebrow and it's stinging. And I'm trying to like play cool like I'm not actually dying inside. Oh my God. <laughs> no, twice twice she do you put like neosporin on it i'm like you have the smallest freaking cut did you put neosporin on no it? i didn't oh well she because you would have bullied me i would have <laughs> like um this is the great content you get with duos and you know our greatest one ever ladies was actually we had a trio from ball baseball they all wanted to come on as roommates and it was highly entertaining just like y'all are so something about balls and when we get multiple personalities it's it just hits different so more fun to be had but you know you talked about what you're doing there but you know I wanted to schedule an episode with you you know obviously months and months ago but you were going back home for the summer um with that you know how was it going back home you know what'd you do um get that time back home with your family in Australia you know just talk about that because you know we haven't been to Australia I don't know that we'll ever get to go um just want to know what life is like there and, and what you did and how much you enjoyed being back home for a little bit I'm not going to lie. The flight was horrible. 32 hours. But how many? 32. Holy crap. 
the layovers, the immigration check-in stations, the, the customs, sorry. But I was so excited. Like I haven't been on Australian soil in a year and a half. So I remember the plane was landing. I was so tired and I could see like the shore and I started sobbing. Like the person next to me was like, there was some New Zealand guy who was like, you okay, Donald? I was like, I'm just so excited to get home. But, you know, it was winter time, but I it was beautiful. It was warm. Like, I think I swam in the beach like three times. And this is winter. But mind you, our winter is not cold. But I went to the beach, did lots of like hikes near my house. I was with my family like the whole time. I was like, no, I'm trying to hang out. Like I was with my brother. We went and hung out, mom and dad. I took a little trip like to another state, which is pretty cool. I was like a little tourist for the day. But I did lots of working too. That was, that was it. Just catching up. No, that's good, Charlie. Let's get back back stateside, right? Let's talk about last year. You make eight appearances in the circle with one start. You finish with a 1.91 ERA and 14.2 innings of work. Obviously, the first time you came on, we got your story when you talked about the recruitment process and basically having to recruit, you know, via Zoom and videos and all that stuff. So now the action's finally there. Talk us through those emotions of like your first appearance on the rubber as a vol. What was the what was it like for you? I was sitting in the film room and I was like, oh, I don't I don't even know what I was thinking about, but it was I think I was just, oh wonder what we're having for post-game meal and they're like oh you're starting today my heart sank I was like oh my gosh and I was like nervous but then at the end of the day I was like hey I've got eight of my friends that are there to help me like that's my job but it was so cool like I was so excited like I was like man my dreams was living out this is exactly how I've all the hard work, all the hours that I probably didn't want to train sometimes, and the the one percenters, as Dad would say, all just paying off. And it was it was really cool. Like you just, and it was pretty cool actually because my parents were there to watch, which was even better. No, absolutely. Obviously, I mean, you know, you talked about the recruitment, the work, the one percent, and then you go through the season and you're getting to pitch in the the college softball World Series, obviously against Oklahoma. So I mean, just the emotions of all that, obviously missing your family, but they get a chance to come see you play. Was it? Was there ever a moment that you got to take and soak it in and really realize the opportunity given to you? Have you had that chance yet? Yeah, so I knew that I was going to throw the Oklahoma game the night before. Um, and I'm, I was honestly, like, pretty nervous. Like, as a freshman, not having many innings under my belt, playing against the number one school in the nation. I was like man like this is big I've never played in front of a crowd of more than 3,000 people I've never pitched in front of a school ranked this high and one of my good friends played at OU she's like she was actually my favorite softball player and now we're really good friends Giselle Juarez and I called her I was like gee like I know I'm gonna pitch tomorrow like I need help and she sent me the biggest paragraph about like long story short like you know how to throw a ball. You've done it for like years. I believe in you. Your team believes in you. And she told me a quote she always says is be where your feet are. So she told me, be where your feet are. You're going to walk out there. You're going to soak it in. You're going to look at every single person in that stand. You know, 360. And then you're going to look at your catcher and pretend that it's just practice. You've never like, 
don't make the situation bigger than it is. And once I did that 360 and I looked at every single person, I was having so much fun. I was not one little bit nervous and it was, it was really cool. Yeah. Let's talk about a, uh, a series that was, that actually was in person for you get your second win of the season against Florida, the hated Gators pitching a season high three point win innings at the time. Let's start with that Florida series. Just talking about that. Cause obviously on this show, we got a, a couple of rules. One of the rules is we have no Vanderbilt athletes. We have no Florida athletes. That's just how we roll. So, but obviously getting to go out and pitch against a rival, taking the series, sweeping the series against a really good Florida Gator softball team. Just talk about what that, first of all, what that crowd was like and just what your emotion was like. Are you finding your groove at that time? You kind of settled into your role at that point? Well, we all know what the scoreline was before I went in. And for people who don't, it was a lot to not a lot. It was. I kind of just went into that game like, all right, I've got the opportunity. Like I said, I'm going to take it with both hands. And I just trusted my defense. So obviously, you know, drop ball pitcher, I'm going to try and get ground balls. And it just kind of, I I was trying to be that switch, like flicking it over, like, hey, we're going to start new. It's anyone. So you played in that game. Did you, were you in that one? Mm-hmm. So like, for me, I was like, okay, it's going to start here. It depends on my attitude. Like, or not that I try to have a bad attitude, but like, if I come out here pretending it's nil all, it's going to have a trick, like a carry on effect. So coming out, I was just having fun. I was pretending it was practice, just taking it one pitch at a time. And then that was hands down the coolest game of softball I've ever played in. Like the, and you can like put in, put in, but the environment, the fans, like it was, it was nuts. Like I came off out of the game, like when it was, we were winning. And then Peyton went in and her song, her walk-up song, scary. Yeah. And the whole stand Agreed. stands up and starts just headbanging. And I was like, man, Florida don't got a shot on this now. It yeah. is- no, the crowd was absolutely electric. So we, you know, had my two daughters with me. We actually, you know, you you waved at them, said hey to them when you were in the pen getting some work in. Thank you for that. It made their day. Uh, <laughs> what really what really stood out to me during that whole series, we came up there to see, you know, you guys obviously and the baseball team was playing Vanderbilt. So we went and caught the baseball game first, softball game second. And as we're over there, when actually right when we saw you, uh, Christian Scott and Christian Moore came up to see you guys too. And I think that kind of goes back to what you're talking about. It's an everything school, right? You guys are supporting them. They're supporting you. And I think that to me is what it's like to be a ball athlete and a ball fan. They actually took some time, took some pictures with my daughter. But let me tell you something, guys. You guys, my daughters were like, we got to go meet Charlie after the game. We want to meet everybody. Y'all like take like three hours. We were sitting over there for like an hour and a half. Yeah, we we take our stretching seriously at UT Athletics. Yeah, somebody came out and was like, they got to stretch and eat, and then they're going to chill and do whatever. It might be a while. And I didn't have – look, we'd already been at the baseball stadium yeah. all day, softball all day, and it was like a Sunday I was like, no, nah, we got it. We got it. And I'm still mad at you for not getting me an autographed <laughs> softball for my guest collection. Now you got to get me one with both of them. And if you don't do it this year, I don't know you. Well, they never came out of the clubhouse, bro. I couldn't. Well, I expect you to wait I'll three hours what. for my autograph. I just got you a Hendon Hooker signed helmet. Did you still you got that uh, picture, bro? It's right behind me. It's right. It is now, me. but you ain't you ain't showed it on social media. You hey, pay me pay me for their autographs. What I pay for that helmet. <laughs> hey, I got you a $750 valued helmet for $350 in an auction for charity, bro. So, Charlie, back so to you. So, you had no rebuttal. You had no Last rebuttal. Last question. Back to the uh, – did you ever think, obviously, going through all the work, 
that you could find yourself in a moment. You talked about how you did it 360 and it's just you and your catcher, but really to look back on it now, going through the season, trials and tribulations, coming up, coming down, whatever it is, pitching in the College World Series against one of the best teams, one of the best runs we've ever seen from any softball team of all time in Oklahoma. Have you? I mean, the chance to reflect on that, and you can only go up from here, right? Like, I think about it a lot. Like, in such a short time, like, not only, like, my team, we've achieved so much. And it's just, I don't know, I think it's just amazing. And not only in the sense of, like, wow, look how good our team is, but, like, you mentioned it with your daughters. Like, they were so excited to meet us. And I feel like being a lady vol, like, it's really cool. Like, oh, look no at all the little kids that I, like, we're showing, like, hey, look how cool it is to play sport. And I, I'm just loving it. I've enjoyed every second. We're actually supposed to be back. I think it's in December. You guys do, like, a softball clinic or camp or something. So we're, I'll be back up there in December and they will get a chance to see you. Then you have to come see them if they're going to be in the camp. I'll try. But listen, Jamison, let's get to you. I saw the look you gave her when like you played in that game. Well, I think you did because 53 games, you got 44 starts. So of course you were playing in the Florida game, right? Yes. So the breakout during UT's postseason run, hitting 306, a double, a triple and a home run from the SEC tournament on recorded 10 RBIs and scored six runs. Talk about that. How did you get into that rhythm? How'd you get into that groove to kind of find your swing? Hmm. It all happened like all, all of a sudden. I don't know. I just like flipped a switch one day. And uh, I think it was maybe in March. And I was like, I don't know. I kind of flipped a few switches back and forth throughout the season. But for postseason, I was, I don't know what happened, honestly, but I, I was think it was really like your thinking, breakfast. Did you start eating something different? No, <laughs> but really like, honestly, I just started thinking like every single day, everything happens for a reason. And I'm like, okay, what is me stressing about like this at bat or whatever happened in the previous game going to do for me? I'm like, it's going to do nothing. I'm like, everything's gonna be it's already planned out so I, I can't control that can't change that or do anything so I'm just gonna trust in my preparation and we'll see what happens but more so just relaxing and having fun too it makes it a lot more enjoyable no I agree so some of those talk about the results of some of that preparation you power a home run during a win over Alabama in the first game of the women's college world series Two runs in the, during the Super Regional against Texas, which was a really fun series, by the way. In the NCAA Championships debut versus Northern Kentucky, you break the game open with a three-RBI triple. So as you go back, obviously, that's a lot of fun to be successful, right? But I have a 14-year-old. She plays high levels, travel softball. So it's not always that fun. So not only when you're on top of the mountain, it's kind of easy to have fun. But when, when you're not, like for the young athlete, for the young girl that doesn't get invited to Gulf Shores World Series, what do you tell yourself in those moments? Just keep, well, obviously keep working, but I try to, I still remind myself this and I did today at hitting. It's like, don't get so frustrated because I mean, what's that doing for you? It's really, it's doing nothing. No, it's hurting you for sure. I mean, it's like you, you get so mad when you're not doing good and this and that, but just, just being calm and just going up there and not really having many thoughts going through your head. 
Well, and we talk about it a lot with whether it's softball or baseball, right? It's a game of a lot of failure. You have to be prepared mentally to have failure in the game. If if you're not prepared for that, you're never going to make it. Mm-hmm. Also, also, I'd say just like not fearing anything. Like just go out with everything you have, and like yeah, you're gonna fail, but it's when you're trying so hard not to fail, you're. I mean, you're gonna fail more when you're trying so hard to succeed, wait, when you're trying so hard to succeed, you fail more. I don't, I don't know what it is. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, absolutely. Whenever you try too hard, it, it just doesn't work. So just dive out, dive for that ball or, you know, go all in. So. So obviously, you know, you talk about the work that you put in, obviously that's a given being at the level you guys are at, but did you expect coming into this season that you would have such an impact and have so much success so early in your collegiate career? Honestly, no. I had no idea. I didn't think I'd play at all. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I think I think I realized that I started doing decent, and I was like, hmm, "I might play." I bet I get invited to the World Series this year. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to Alabama now. <laughs> what I what I want to know is who who comes up with y'all celebration when you're on base. The first game I ever watched of you, Jameson, you hit a double. And you did that thing where you crouched down and did your arm out. Like, who comes up with those? I don't, I think we all just kind of do collectively. I think we just get inspiration from TikTok. To me, oh, honest. definitely. T- <laughs> we got like, a lot of our cheers. From all TikTok. of our cheers, man. That that's the beauty. Like, you always want to see home runs, Randy. But if she hits a double or a triple, you're going to get to see a base celebration, which is fantastic. So, like, it's a win-win. You got to hit the John, you know. <laughs> So, obviously, for you, Jameson, so many great games, so many great series. What was your personal favorite of this season? Um, the hard run, surely. I mean, that's a given, but, like, oh. I mean, and it's Bama. I mean, it's it's pretty simple. Okay, no, no, no. I was talking about this earlier because all my roommates, like, we were having a little after-practice chat, and we were talking – about like how I hit better when I'm angry, but like a good angry, and I'm not like too mad. But the thing you got to do is give me something like, oh, I don't like that you did that. Like now I'm gonna hit you real good. But anyways, so not to throw out any names, but Alabama coach. Oh, I probably cut that. Out. Um, anyways, we can cut it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do that. But uh, he was taken. There was a 15-minute timeout. It was, like, crazy. We're, like, why? they were trying to prolong the game, prolong the game. And then they got – I think it was Montana or someone who started warming up again. And then he, he pulled her out before she was about to pitch and then put another pitcher in. Like, he was just trying to take so much time, like, just doing whatever. I remember exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, it, it was crazy. And then once we all recognized that – and I think I was doing pretty good that game or – I don't know. I, I don't remember. I just remember this hit because I was just pissed. And then I went up there after all that, and first pitch she gave me, middle in, I was like, oh, yeah. And and I turned on it, and I I mean, I just hit a, a single. But I really liked that hit because it was just kind of like a punch in the face. Like, <laughs> you're going to switch your pitcher after we were just hitting her. And, all right, put another one in. Punch her. We'll hit her, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so obviously, you know, you guys have talked about the family atmosphere and obviously having a legendary coach uh, like Coach Weekly. She's built something special for a long time, really. Uh, so the sky being the limit for next season. But 
What? I, how do you guys take the momentum and the success you had last year when I don't think a lot of people had you guys going as far as you did and build on that and have even more success going into this season? Um, you want me to get it? Yeah, you I think that for us, like, we tried to stay in our bubble. So, like, you said there was a lot of outside noise. Like, we didn't know that because we don't, like, try to listen to that. We know that we've got each other. This is what we we want. This is our goal. We're the ones training every day. So, we know what goes on. So, for us, we just tried to stay focused on the process and we do five-meter targets. So, for us, we're worried about this game not the world series we're worried about winning this innings not the game so i think we're going to take that mentality again and just focus on ourselves and looking at those five meter targets rather than the 10 meters straight away charlie we don't know what meters are oh crap! i'm just kidding i'm just kidding i'm just kidding i mean i don't but i understand what you mean but charlie staying with you obviously you guys you guys start fall ball last night you you how how are we looking? How are we feeling going into the season? Are we just you talked about you're just looking at the five meter, not the ten meter, but what's the goal for right now? Just to get one percent better every day? You spoke about it. We just wanna our goal for the fall is attack. Like I my process yesterday was you're not gonna beat me. Like I'm gonna beat you. So I came out there and I was just focusing on each pitch and boom, I'm a I'm going to beat you like a wave. Keep crashing on you. You're not going to beat us. I saw the score, so attacking was definitely not an issue for you for you ladies. I don't well, hate it. That's it was an issue for me yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie, last question for you. What's the one thing that you yourself want to improve the most going into the second season? Uh, I want to have more faith in myself. Like, I want to – sometimes I doubt myself, like, oh, like – I can't do that or not. I can't, I don't say I can't, but I'll think like, Oh, but they got a good hit last time. Or, but they did this. Like, I think I just need to come in clear minded and I just need to do my thing. Attack. Absolutely. Jameson, obviously, how do you think the teams looked so far? Not talking about your performance, obviously it didn't go like you wanted it to go, but how have you guys looked so far? And what are you most excited about going into this year? I think, I think we look really good right now. We have, in my opinion, a lot more aggressiveness and communication just within practice and scrimmages with each other. I think um, we're doing really good so far. And Karen has really emphasized, like, the attack and aggressiveness. And what do I want to see? Um, I want to see, like Charlie said, not focusing on the outside noise, which I think we did a really good job of last year but especially this year seeing how well we did last year not letting that dictate anything or assuming like oh well because we did it last year it's what we need to expect but like we need to take it one game at a time and win SEC and then move on from there so for you same question I asked Charlie What's the one thing for yourself? Obviously, coming off a tremendous success your freshman year, what's the one thing you want to improve on coming into this year? Um, I want to be more aggressive up to bat, for one. Um, you got to get pissed off. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that for you. I actually knew what you were talking about, Jameson. My, my daughter, um, she plays club soccer and for the high school team. It's a fine line between being pissed off and being frustrated. 
And it's like if if she's yeah, if she's pissed off, she plays great. If she plays frustrated, she plays terrible. So if you can channel it the right way, it's all positive. That that's what I'm also trying to work on now. Um, and like regulating my emotions more and how I play, keep keep it more consistent. Um I think I definitely want to just play more freely. Like I felt the best I'd ever felt SEC tournament, hands down. I was just like so calm, not a care in the world. I mean, obviously a care, but like, you know what I mean? And so I was just playing so relaxed and it felt really good. Um, so just just being more free, more aggressive though at the same time, just tacking that first pitch. And yeah. Well, speaking of free, it, it's it's time to be free. Oh, the hard part, the hard part is over. Now it's time to have a little bit of fun. We're gonna play a game before you guys bounce. It's called this or that. If you choose not to play, you will be the first guest and three hundred guests to say no. So pressure's on. You down to play? Yes. All right. So it's very simple. It's called this or that. Obviously, you're picking this one or that one. I give you two options. You choose one option. Don't say both. Don't say neither. Be decisive and go with the one that speaks to you the most. Um, to make it easy, I'll start with Jameson. I'll start with you first, and then I'll go to Charlie. Um, we'll continue that order all the way through. So, obviously, before we get started, this or that. Y'all didn't know this, but this or that is brought to you by Chinook Seedery. All right. If you want craft seeds with the best flavors from mild to wild, if you want a quick snack for your on the go busy life, or if you're on the diamond just throwing strikes, Chinook seeds are your go to snack. I I just now started. Y'all want to hear a funny story about these seeds? Let me, let me tell you something. All right. Dude, so, no, because your story is just a continued throwing me under the bus. It is. So, you know, Jim gets hooked up with Chinook Cedary and he's like, oh man, I got these cool seeds. They got all these flavors, you know, he's like, I, I got a bunch. I'm going to send you a, a care package. And he did air quotes, care package. Okay. So he's like, hey man, check your mail. You should be getting your box today. Cool, man. I can't wait. You've been talking about it for a while. I'm excited. So I get the box. I start digging through it and I pick out the first bag of seeds. It's just original, original. I'm like, all right, cool. He sent me just the basic, you know, the, the, the foundational seed. I start digging again. Guess what? Another bag of original. And I was like, I think he yeah, I know. I, I, so but I you know what? three on, bags of original. Let me cut you off real quick. Since Randy wasn't here last episode, when you told the story, Randy, my friend got the other flavors. So I didn't get any originals. See, which I prefer. I did, I just did a split, okay, guys. Look, all I know is Chinook has now sent me six cases. Daniel, you're going to get every flavor. I don't want to hear about it anymore. I, I'll see it. I'll believe it when I see it. But tonight we're doing a little blind taste test because I did go to the racetrack. If you got a racetrack around you, a little gas station, go in there and grab as many bags as you like. So tonight's flavor is Smokehouse Barbecue, which sounds amazing. So, you know, I, I'm I'm doing three seeds here, and I'll let you guys know what I think. Mm. And, and i got a question while he's thinking about it so uh ball baseball has chinook seeds in their dugout does by chance the softball team 
Actually, on a no seeds in the dugout because we don't want to clean them up. I don't blame. I mean, I mean that's a valid reason, but seeds are awesome. I don't know. I kind of wish we had some seeds. We oh yeah, we do have a lot of snacks though. We are always snacking. So wait, when wait, I went wait, to Ole Miss, let's go over the snack list. Okay. Hold on, before you go snack list, Randy, hey, do you know what the Ole Miss – so I gave the Ole Miss baseball players um, bags of seeds the other day, which is not going to I didn't happen. want one anyway. I didn't want one anyway. It's fine. We didn't want one. Yeah. So, it, it, you know, enough of Ole Miss. This ain't, this ain't about Ole Miss. No, this I was just going to say they're not allowed to spit them on the field, so they were just walking by spitting into the stands. That's all I was going to say. Well, that's, that's just garbage. I mean, there's plenty of other things you can do. Hold up, though, DB. We're, we're about to get the snack list in the dugout. Like, what are our top three snacks in the dugout? Well, if it ain't Chinook seeds, everything well, we else is not. second. I don't, I don't know. There's a lot of snacks I like, Daniel. Hang tight. We got uh, Cheez Its. Yeah, they just okay. added those recently. Are, how old are y'all? Six? Bro, yes. don't listen to him. I love Cheez Its. I love Cheez Its, especially extra toasty. Uh, Come in, Daniel. Hey, that's more. We got some goldfish, pistachios, <laughs> beef jerky. Whoa. Pistachios. I mean, what is this? What kind of bougie nonsense is this? You got pistachios and you can throw pistachio shells on the ground, but you can't have sunflower seeds. That is un-American. <laughs> got cashews and Mott's gummies. I do like the Cheez-Its. They just now added those in there, but I'm really pissed because Riley West took my packet of Cheez-Its. Mm. Boy, boy, boy. Now you're going to get it. Next time you're you're hitting a rip. I can already feel it. Think about the cheese it theft. That, next that's time it, yeah, that's play. exactly what needs to happen, Randy. Somebody needs to steal her snack before her AB. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. it well, back back to our our, our sponsor, <laughs> the Smokehouse Barbecue. I'm giving it an eight point three. Ooh, so you liked it better than the Parm? I did. It um, it's the flavor, man. It lasted a little bit longer. It's smoky. It's it's not overwhelming. Did um, you swallow the seed? No, of course not. They're sitting over here, bro. That's that's weird. If you chew the whole seed, something yeah. right. Mm. And I know I know people that do that, and they're just strange people. But anyhow, on to the game. All right, Jameson, starting with you. Would you rather have breakfast for breakfast or breakfast for dinner? Breakfast for breakfast, good. Okay, Charlie. What about you? I'm sorry, but if you eat breakfast for dinner, you're weird. Amen, whoa, sister. Whoa. Amen. Whoa. See, that, that's because you're not from the South. You're from Australia. Around these parts, we be eating it for breakfast, nah. lunch, dinner, whatever. Bacon I have is good. bacon for dinner, actually. Yeah, see, bacon is good 24-7. For real. Like, rare. I like me, like, the bendy bacon. Two seconds. Eat. I mean, you're not getting you know what's you know what's wrong daniel charlie's not getting the right breakfast cooked for her for dinner that that seems to be clearly wrong if big he probably, Al- eats, he probably eats like porridge and some weird <laughs> stuff like that porridge that no. seems like an charlie you're like, on point like a charlie thing the only time that's it's like a, acceptable to eat breakfast is before 11 a.m that's it no before not after agreed Man, y'all, y'all need to live a little. Randy, don't I act see. like you ain't hit a Waffle House at 2 a.m. That's morning after. time. No. It's, no. And besides, drunk Randy is not the same, Randy. That's different. Facts. Facts. All right, Jameson, what's more fun, beating Florida or Alabama at home? 
We'll, we'll talk this past season. Mm, Alabama at home. Right. I mean, you'd probably disagree, but that was – I mean, that was that was amazing. I don't know. That was just the best game I've ever been There's through. no wrong answer because we don't like either, so. We don't. And you know what was better for me? I hate Florida, but the Alabama was like the broadcast. I wasn't I wasn't there to see the Alabama one, but it was. And look, all due respect to Montana Fouts, a legend. All the all the accolades to be given, but that's 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 all they talked about. Like, there's another team, and they're the ones that are winning. Wait, 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 wait. Did you mean? I thought you meant the Alabama football okay. game. No, no, who y'all? No, no. Oh, we're on oh, my my fault. Y'all, right? y'all. No, we were talking softball. They beat both of them at home. Yeah. Wait, which one? Which the we played Alabama five times this season. Wait, was it? It doesn't matter. The, the basic question is what? Who do you enjoy beating more at home, Alabama or Florida? Alabama solely because the fans, and well, everything, everything about them. Yeah, Alabama. Charlie, what about you? I liked Florida because I played in that game. <laughs> very, very. Right. If if you were left on an island and had the choice of being alone, isolated, or taking your worst enemy, Jameson, what would you choose? I would be alone, isolated, right this second by myself with some ducks, cows, and a goose. Okay. And she would eat them all. Yep. No names. Just come here, duck. I have a goose, and its name is Barry. My dad calls her Clover, but Barry is better. Is it a boy or a girl? Do you hear me? It's a no. girl. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I mean, Charles. I get why he asked that. You had a que- you had a name for a different gender on each one, so it was a little interesting. Right. Charlie, what about you? Oh, uh, I don't know. That's hard. I hate being alone, but I also sometimes don't get along with everyone. I could see you talking to a tree if you were alone, no doubt. Yes, I do. I'm going to have to go alone. She would have Wilson, the little volleyball. I would have Wilson. She can (laughs) live by herself. Now, the big question is, could you two go together or would y'all drive each other crazy? We would work it out, but I would annoy her. She Mm. would, when we lived together last year, I had to take breaks. So there's, (laughs) you, you no longer live together? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, because we had to move down to level six. So yeah. she that, that's why I live on this this other wall. Yeah. Oh but man. But we can angle the door handle a certain way so Jam can still come in whenever. She let herself in here today. Yeah. Wow. Wow. All right. Massive yacht or private jet, Jameson? Private jet, just because history, families, pilots, and I want to be a pilot. Oh, okay. Charlie? Oh, Jet, because I'm not paying no more $6,000 to sit in that tiny little chair to go home. I'm going to be bougie. Bougie. <laughs> bougie. All right. Would you, all, would you rather always wear Summit Blue or have the rest of the uniform kit, but there is no sum, Summit Blue? Jameson. So it's either summer, Summit Blue, and that's the only uniform, or... You get all the other uniforms, but you don't get the summit blue. I'm gonna have to go. Ooh, a question. I knew that was a good question. Put in there. I feel good about that. I mean, 
gonna have to go with the other all the other uniforms because I love our smoky clothes. They just fit so good. I love I love gray uniforms and I think they look the best in my opinion. Jameson, I gotta ask you a question. I need you to do this for me. Um Randy's been getting all my screenshot messages from my buddies. Um they think using gray or black for traditional colored uniforms such as Tennessee's orange is awful and me and randy have to try to explain that they need to learn to grow out of their old school mentality we love the gray and black as a matter of fact i think even as an lsu fan because we do nothing but traditional i wish we did something like that like tell people the gray is where it's at what well, i think i think great has gray been around for a little bit randy, no, not, that, not not that long not that long not that long i i like it um does it not make the orange pop more when you do it on gray or black? Whether you're talking about softball, football, anything. For sure. I love the gray. I think it looks the best. But I do like the blue just because it's like emphasis on the like lady balls. And I think it looks really good. All right, Charlie, what about you? Oh, I'm team blue. Team blue all the way. <laughs> Charlie was so hyped when they had that hype video. They all were. Randy, oh, non- Randy non-biased. Is the Summit Blue the best uniform in college softball? hundred percent. That's what I think too. All right, ladies, last question. Big question. The controversial one. Um, it could be, could be. Um, would you rather win a million dollars, or would you rather win a national championship? So if I walked in with a suitcase full of a million dollars cash, and I said, Jameson, you can take this briefcase. Or I can take the briefcase back and you get this national championship. What you picking? Unpopular opinion, maybe. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the national championship because I'm more of a, a memories girl. I, money doesn't really drive me at all. I'd rather have memories over anything. So. You know why money don't drive you? Because other people drive you when you have money. That's why. Huh. Mm. Preach, preach. Mm. But anyway, <laughs> just 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 marinate in it. It'll it, you'll get it, it. You'll get it. You'll get it. Um, but also, uh, oh yeah, memories. But I mean, I want to be a millionaire one day, so I'm gonna work for it. I don't just want it given to me. But I mean, I don't. I I believe you. I'm right there with you. But if somebody's wanting to give me a, a, a head start and get me there, all right, cool. I'll make the second mill. Randy, or I mean not Randy, Daniel, grab the ring. Grab the ring. ring. If I offered you a million dollars and trade for that ring right now, what you doing? We got two of them already on the way, so no thanks. Well <laughs> I'm I'm getting rid of that thing quick. I'm Hold gonna on. take my, my million and, and like roll out. But I mean, you got pictures to prove it too. <laughs> well, Charlie didn't answer, but I'm assuming she's going national championship. Okay, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna outplay the system here. No, you good luck. Work for the national championship. So I'm taking the money, and my team we working our booties off like we will this season. We're getting both. That's not. That's see, you're trying to work the system, but I said at the very beginning you can't say both. Mm. Mm. I just have so much faith in my team that we can get both. I, I, I will say you get, this. Then, then you'll give up the money. 
I will say this. Every guest so far this season has said national championship, and we've probably, what, Daniel, had six or seven national champions, recent um, champions who said that you couldn't take the ring away from them for the million dollars. So y'all are in the majority. But what happens is you get like us, and we got to take care of our wife and kids, and we want a million dollars in a heartbeat. Right now. Someone right, gave, yeah. if, if someone presented it to me right now, there's not a lot of things I would not give up. <laughs> you would trade away us. You've you've been clear on that. Quick, quick. No, it, no thought. 28, 20, 28 years of friendship just gone. Yeah, yep. Trade her for like a double cheeseburger meal or something. Oh, <laughs> bag of cheeses. Yep. I mean, DB, would you trade Miss Knight? Yeah, of course. Shout out, Miss Knight. Shout out, Miss Knight, but she'll be gone, too. They were in kindergarten together. Sorry, they got to shout out their kindergarten teacher every now and then. Kindergarten teacher. That's right. She was that, right. was that was uh 34 years ago. Man, that's old. Man. Mm. All right, let's get y'all out of here. Uh, start with you, Jameson. Anything you want to plug or promote? A merch. Oh, you got some merch? Shout out the merch. Let's go. Merch. Just shout out. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Uh, do I? Yes. Oh. Fans meet idols. Fans, fans meet idols. Jameson. Fans. Up. Say that again. Fans meet idols. Fans meet idols. Okay. Yeah. You'll get a t-shirt with her face on it. My face on it. Oh, your outline. <laughs> the logo is Really All right. Know. This has been my favorite plug segment so far. Man, fans meet idols with your face. T-shirts with your face. I mean, we have to put that in. We do. We do. Yeah. You know, it's it's. We're gonna put it on the website. We're gonna link it to the the episode. People are gonna go there. They're gonna get your face. There's gonna be a stadium full of your face this spring. Just wait. It's gonna be great. We, hey, when we come up for that softball camp in December, I'm gonna have my daughter wearing that. Your face, right? No, on. I want you wearing it, bro. It's Sorry, it's last weekend. Last weekend at the football game, I saw someone wearing her shirt. We didn't know who it was, but they were wearing it. I mean, what? that's the point of the merch, right? Yeah. You don't. You can't just be your friends wearing it. So here's what you guys need to do. You need to double team this. You need to have reversible shirts. One with Jameson's face on one side, and then Charlie, your face on the other. I mean. I mean, don't act like we don't wear our merch that has all three of our faces on it. And my wife made you the best looking, which I'm still pissed about, Daniel. I mean, then do better. I don't know. <laughs> Randy agreed the other night. Me, me and Randy got the shaft in her little graphic. That's bull. I'm sorry. Like, I didn't. We're, I didn't, we're cartoon figures. It's not actually us. I but didn't, like, his is I didn't like choose perfectly to be the best drawn. Cartoon. Like, he's got like a perfectly structured face in this, in this drawing. It's bull. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not. I'm my not wife. gonna. I, I think Jim's my wife. wife. Is crushed, I think my wife is crushing on my boy. I mean, this is what it's coming down to. I'm. I'm not gonna apologize for that. <laughs> so should. You're right. Maybe, but I'm not. Charlie, anything you want to plug or promote? My Instagram, Charlie Orsini. <laughs> IG at Charlie Orsini. Jameson, you got an Instagram? I know you do. Yes. Where can uh, people Jameson, check you out? Jameson.b9. Jameson.b9. 
at Charlie Orsini. If you want to see what the ladies are up to on a Monday night, maybe they're recording a podcast. Maybe it's Tuesday and it's Taco Tuesday. Maybe it's Wednesday and it's an unexpected test day and they're having to cram late and study. Who knows? You just check them out and see what they're up to. Or if you want to check out what the Lady Vols are up to on the diamond, Vol underscore softball on Instagram. Jameson, Charlie, it's been a blast. Been a pleasure. Thank you guys for joining us. If there's anything we can do for you along the way, let us know. Thank you so much. Absolutely. That is Charlie Orsini and Jameson Brockenbrough. We're going to take a quick little break. When we come back, we got to talk NCAA football, NFL football, and most importantly, we get to talk Major League Baseball playoffs. Do you like having posters and supporting your favorite athletes? Well, the Athletic Collection gives you a chance to do that with the best posters in the game. They have many different teams with many different sports. Myself, as an LSU fan, I just got myself LSU baseball, LSU gymnastics, and LSU soccer posters to put up in the man cave. So get your posters today at the Athletic Collection, which you can find on Instagram and Twitter. Have you struggled with weight loss, pain management? Maybe you just lack in energy? I struggled with all these things, and then I got introduced to Truvy, an official sponsor of In Off the Bench. If you download the Truvy app, T-R-U-V-Y, and use the official In Off the Bench code, Easy Money, you can save money and get hooked up today and get your life turned around. Welcome back to the In Off the Bench podcast. We got some headlines and leading off, we got to recap some college football action. Um start with memphis memphis boise state um the broncos came into simmons bank liberty memorial stadium that um you know i I don't know jim you were there i mean was what was what was the atmosphere like um you know obviously it's still not what we hope it to be but i felt like it was really solid i'll tell you this based upon what i was texting you about tiger lane versus inside and i bet randy could probably say this was a safe bet i think there's probably some people who stayed out at tiger lane and did not come in the stadium because tiger lane was absolutely packed um but it it was it was pretty it was pretty solid in there especially because it was hotter than crap out there that day was it 91 randy it was hot it was hot real hot so so, i mean it's one of those days that i mean you're gonna have to brave through the through the heat and, and watch football in the middle of the day but I was happy with it. Ironically, Daniel, I've told you at the previous couple games, and Randy probably knows this from the field looking. Oh, no, Randy, you weren't there. That's right. Um, yeah. You're usually always there. It's, it's weird for you to not be there. Um, every game, the uh, the student section has been absolutely packed out, and it's been the other sections that dis- disappointed me. This game, it was opposite. The student section was kind of like half full. Um, Randy, would that be because the other games I went to were on weeknights? Could have been. I think that the student section's been pretty lit this season, though. They did good it, last it year. It has, too. but but the, this that's what I'm saying. This is the first time it wasn't full. Usually, like we're surrounded by everybody. It was it was kind of kind of open, but I mean, well, I, I think it's also deceiving too on a game like that because most people are moving over to the press box side where they can get a little bit of shade. Yeah, like well, and I'll tell I'll tell you this. I told you before the game they did everything right for Family Fun Day before you get into football. I'll also tell you this: something that you won't see on TV. There was two marriage proposals at the game. There was. Um, and they were awesome moments. And then you add that on top of D'Angelo Williams and the uh, 2003 team. It was, a, it was a great day in the city of Memphis. Shout out Heath West on his proposal, man. Shout out, my boy. 
did did Heath go first or second in this one of two marriage proposals? Because well, I, I would not he, want to be second. Heath was on the field, and the other one was in the stands. Heath, so Heath, the field. Heath was better because he was covered up. Um, what is Doug's name? The uh, the dude who just like the the Viking. What do they call him? Doug. No, they don't. No, they actually call him something. The tiger, something. Anyway, he's the one's got the big helmet on, wears all the stuff. Anyway, he was messing with the girl and then moved out the way, and Heath was on his knee behind him, and she never saw it coming. Dope. Could you imagine putting all that work into proposing, and then? Come to find out some other dope has the same idea as you. Well, the other, no, the other guy, they were on the kiss cam and uh, they weren't pecking. They were, they were full blown making out. And then he just stopped and dropped the knee. The rated R kiss cam, huh? I mean, if you're going to propose, go all out, right? Real. Well, let's, let's talk stats here. Our boy, our boy, Henny, Seth Hennigan, 18 of 28, two touchdowns. Blake Watson, 19 carries for 113 yards, two two tutties. Defense, no turnovers, but a big block kick um, that really was the change, you know, in the game. That really turned the momentum and really turned everything around. Um, for whatever reason, it was that one play that really you look back on and go, man, that's really where things definitely changed for the better. Um, the one thing I'll say, Seth Hennigan, no interceptions this week, and it makes a difference. You're in the game, and you're able to win the one-possession football game as opposed to the previous weekend where you weren't able to win the one-possession game. Um, the one thing I will say about the Tigers right now is they're 2-1 and one in one-possession games, which is a big deal because that was – uh, a huge, you know, thorn in our side last season as far as being able to close out games or, or pick up wins when it's within a possession. So, um, Jim, I'll start with you, man. I'll talk. You know, you were there. Um, obviously, the the block kick that was run back for a touchdown was a huge moment. But was there anything else that's noteworthy to talk about where it was like, oh shit, like these guys are actually like doing things a little bit differently. The play calling is a little bit different. There's, there's the schemes on defense are a little bit different. Um, there's a few notable things. I'll, I'll start with the, the defense. Um, two different times they had goal line stands when Boise got deep in it. The first one was the start of the game and held them to three. It looked like uh, Boise moved right down the field, looked like they were effortlessly going to score. Um, Memphis completely set up like a brick wall, held them, did it later in the game. Um, and Boise decided to actually go for that one, and they were not able to. And so um, the whole bend but don't break, right? And they did it. They did it multiple times, and then obviously special teams is a part of defense, um, you know, really. And so the block kick, and what I told you is that happened right in front of us, and the irony was um, the kicker was very tiny, and I made a joke about I said, you know, good thing he's little so he can make this kick. Um and uh, anyway, then he got his kick blocked. And I was like, after the exciting moment, I was like, well, so much for <laughs> little little guy making his kick. But uh, that was awesome. I've never seen a block kick right there up front and close to me personally. You want to talk about just a whole different thing. You know, you see you see touchdowns of different caliber. But um, the third thing, you were talking about Henny. 
he had a couple Aaron passes missing guys across the middle and then made a huge throw down the sideline. I can't remember who he hit. Um, uh, Rock, Rock Taylor probably because, I mean, the guys I, – I feel like Rock – even though the, there was diversity amongst the receiving core, um, but I feel like every big play – it, it's rock. I think it was. I, the problem was it was far going towards the opposite end zone on the far sideline. But you'll probably remember the throw. I mean, he it was probably like a forty-five yard pass in the air, hit him perfect over the shoulder. And this is after he had two Aaron passes. So you you kind of get in that mode. Is you know Hennigan going to be able to make the plays to to win this game? And then he comes up clutch after a couple of throws that had you you question. And so uh, I was glad to see him make. And that wasn't the only one. Obviously, some big clutch throws. But I think the defense cannot be overlooked uh, for their goal line stands and then obviously add in the special teams block, which is ultimately probably the difference in the game. Yeah, um, you know, it was a win right now. Wins are premium. And so whether you win by one or you win by 70, wins are wins right now. And um, they've done what they were supposed to do. They're, you know, four and one going into – a huge conference matchup in two weeks against Tulane. How uh, at when one of the things we never talked about before Tulane because I never really paid attention that they had the buy. Um, I mean, how great is this that you got two weeks to prepare? Oh, I mean, I think you know when you put together a schedule and you go, all right, we got. I mean, obviously you're putting together the schedule, you know, months ago, and you're going, all right, how can we? maximize the schedule and I think the first thing that you should do is go all right if we're going to play the conference champions and we're going to get them at home we need to make it a special day but also put us in a position where the game is meaningful to us and it puts us in an advantageous position to prepare and be ready to go um they did that um obviously having a non-conference game like Boise State and Missouri um prior to that bye week is huge because you, you want to win both of them, but if you win one of the two, you're still in pretty good shape. Um, but, yeah, having that bye week to prepare is going to be huge. You rest guys up, you get them healthy, you take it easy this week, and then, you know, kind of ramp up um, early next week before you kind of shut it down before Friday's game. But it's, it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. It's uh, Friday the 13th. It's, you know, spooky season. I mean, it's- I've already bought the black purge bass with the blue lights on it. It's I happening. Mean, you can't. Randy, is that illegal? Nah. Cool. Nah, I mean, wear all... what you want. Yeah. Do do you, man? I don't know. That I mean that I don't maybe illegal to wear masks. I don't know. Nah. Randy, you you said you were doing some softball stuff. Did you get a chance to see any of the Tigers play this weekend? I did. I, I had it on. I had it on. I thought so, it was a, you know, hey, you answer the answer the t- you cannot cannot lose that game to Boise State. You can't. Not yeah. you can't lose two in a row. Yeah, I mean, one of the things I'll say is, you know, Genty, the the running back for Boise State, one of the top backs in the country right now. Yeah. Right? He ended up having four touchdowns, but there was never a big play. Like, there might have been a 13-14, maybe maybe a 17-20 to yard break, but it wasn't like those big 50 and 40 and 30-yard gains that, you know, you miss a tackle here and you break it, you know, and, and it turns into something. Um, but I'll ask you, obviously we had the ball late in the game. Um, and it was a goal line for us. Blake Watson gets it. He pushes it through, but fumbles the ball. Um, they inevitably call it a touchdown, but 
all the replays to me look like a fumble, but I don't know from y'all's vantage point. I mean, what do what do y'all think? Obviously the, you know, it worked in our favor, which is good, but is, is that something where you, I guess, Jim in the stadium, what was the, what was the initial reaction to that touchdown or. It, it was touchdown, but you got to consider that's, so there was immediate anarchy on their side because Boise had a decent little section over there, and it was that end zone. So we couldn't be further from the play, and they were right there. And so um, they were obviously making um, a big fuss. But from us, it, it looked like a touchdown. I, but, I mean, we couldn't have had a worse vantage point. So it'd probably be Randy, just like you, watching on TV that could probably answer better. I'm with you. I thought it was a fumble. But, I mean, I'm glad it wasn't, but I thought yeah. it was. Yeah. Um, it's hard to fault him. I mean, he's been great all season. Um, we got to definitely secure the ball, hold on to the ball and, you know, just punch the damn thing in. Like we don't have to make it harder than it has to be or gone. The days where we just line up and quarterback sneak it. Like, I just, I don't understand. Like, uh, ask Arkansas. I mean, yeah, no, Arkansas fans have been absolutely livid because LSU lined up in the uh, tush push like the Eagles and effortlessly punched it in. And Arkansas has the biggest quarterback. <laughs> I don't know. Is it? I mean, when you talk about actual broad and size, he's bigger than Milton, right, Randy? No, 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 he's not. Uh, well, Milton, anyway, Milton, second, he's got, second, but he's still humongous. Yeah, yeah, second biggest guy. Anyway, guy yeah. who should be able to push across, especially if you got running backs pushing behind him. But anyway, like, but the, here, here's my thing. How many times have you seen them stack the backfield with defense alignment, offense alignment? Push them in. Put, just, <laughs> well, what I don't understand is the amount, and that, this is what Arkansas's problem was, and this is, and this is uh, not just Arkansas, but I'm just using them because obviously that's the one we reference. The running the quarterback out of the shotgun as opposed to under the center. Like when you only need like a foot. Why am I going to go stand four yards back and have to run in when I could just get right underneath my big man and push for fucking one foot? Exactly. You know what? When this you're six the, four. This is what you do. You go to the nearest buffet. You get Big Freddy. You go, hey, hey, Big Fred. I just need you to put your hands under the center, and as soon as you get the ball, just just push. fall forward. <laughs> That's it. Just push. Just push. And and before we move on from Memphis, uh. Daniel, I'd be remiss if I didn't shout out Haley Jowers, the better half, because she got me towels because somehow they were already out by the time we got in there. And so I tried uh, to tell you they would be. I mean, there was if the stadium's only got thirty thousand people, how you run out of towels? Because people like us steal them before y'all get in there. Man, I show I show was gonna take more than two. I mean, I ain't gonna lie about it. I'm a little mad I didn't even get my one, and then I they just did what I would have done. Mm -hmm. That's pretty hypocritical. I was going to get it for you. Don't call me a hypocrite. I mean, don't worry, DB. I got you one, cuz. Yeah, Thanks now he's I... got it. Now he gets to be the hero. But you know what? I got you a chain. I got you a chain. Let's go. All right, Tennessee. They had some redemption against uh, South Carolina this weekend. How do they look? In your eyes, how do they look? Uh, no, I'm going to start this off. We're going to have a little podcast on podcast crime here. Okay. Spurs up podcast, South Carolina. You know, I don't know if you're any good or not. I ain't never listened to you, but I know you talk a lot of trash. Uh, Gamecock Dave on Twitter. I kind of like some of your content, but y'all was all talking mad cash before this game about how, you know, you was going to go in and do the same thing. Spencer Rattler, one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Da-da-da-da-da. Joe Milton's not a quarterback. All this other jazz. 
And then y'all got beat by three touchdowns. Game was never even close. Y'all went up 10-7, dominated. Tennessee completely dominated both sides of the line. They dominated the defensive. Their defensive front dominated, dominated South Carolina. They had Spencer Rattler running for his life all night. Cooper Mays came back for Tennessee, back at center, one of the best centers in the SEC, if not the best, completely changed the dynamic of that offensive line, and they got what they wanted to. Jalen Wright, the absolute best running back on that roster, went out there and averaged eight yards a carry. He only carried it 16 times. My boy had over 100 yards again. Then you got, obviously, Jabari Small and Dylan Sampson in off the bench gas doing their thing. Each of them gets a tutty. Joe Milton throws a tutty. I mean, they dominated the game, DB. Absolutely dominant. Kamal Hyden, shout out to him. Tennessee fans, I'm talking to you. Y'all get off that dude. That dude is going out there and putting his body on the line for y'all to watch. Getting pick sixes. Second pick of the year now. And they booing him in intros. Do better, Tennessee fans. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you one more shout-out you forgot. James Pierce Jr., Defensive Player of the Week. Monster. They could not block him. They tried everything. They tried to double. They tried to triple. Tried to blindside block. Did not matter. He did what he wanted to do. Barron did what he wanted to do. Spencer Rattler, after the game, said that this was Tennessee Super Bowl. Let me tell you something, you off-brand Patrick Mahomes. This was not Tennessee Super Bowl. Wish.com Patty Mahomes. Y'all – it was y'all's Super Bowl when y'all won it last year. That's why you rushed the field. You did not see Tennessee rushing the field when they beat you by three touchdowns because that's just what they do, bro. Four and one, on to the next one. Bye week, get healthy. One more thing before I get off of this. Brew McCoy, prayers up, my guy. Absolutely devastating ankle injury. Had successful surgery, uh, according to the press release. They say he will. It's not career-ending. Obviously, it is season-ending. Uh, don't expect him to be back next year, but best of luck to him. That guy's the heart and soul of that wide receiver room. It is a, it can't even be talked about enough how big of a loss that is. Hate to see a competitor like that go out in, in a game like that. But huge win. I thought Milton looked good. Did throw two picks, but I think that both picks were really great plays by the DB. Uh, well, actually, let me take that back. One of them was a great play by the DB. The other one, good coverage scheme. Never saw the linebacker in the middle of the field. So, all in all, a dominant performance. Dark mode, DB. Spooky season. Spooky Rocky Top. All on the Jumbotron. Fireworks going everywhere. Like Josh Heupel said after the game, best atmosphere in college football is kneeling at night. Let's go. Any rebuttals, LSU fan? About at night? I mean, here's the thing. We got loud, but when when you talk about the lights and the fireworks and the tea and everything, I can't actually, like, debate that. It's, it's the spectacle. I think I think we're louder, but uh, I've never. But that's just I can't even really actually say that because I haven't been in Neyland to compare. Well, seems like I don't got know some homework. DB level rudder. I think theirs was one twenty nine the other night. I don't know what LSU. I know they're loud. I, mean, I just know, I just I know mean, like the cool picture. Every every stadium been, every stadium I've been into, I see the little decibel chart on the jumbotron. It's just it it breaks. I mean, I, so I'll, I'll be honest, Randy. When it comes to Tiger Stadium, we're one of the only stadiums that's outdated and doesn't have all the light show stuff at night. I mean, even South Carolina, while you're getting on them, got that at their house. They do, but they ran out of fireworks last year. <laughs> that's a damn. Show. That's unacceptable. I mean, huh. I guess they did put up 63 points on us. So, all right. So LSU, recap us. Um, obviously coming from the Memphis game, I was paying attention. Um the first half via the phone, got to watch the second half on TV. Um, 
it's very simple, guys. Um, if you can't tackle someone, you're not going to win games. And um, by the stat track that was put out by T-Bob Bear, me and the LSU guys were laughing about it uh, this morning because they said there were 17 tackles, missed tackles by LSU. Maybe in the third quarter, there was like 40. Like, them dudes couldn't tackle, and it was – it's it's wild for the offense to do what they did and then for the defense to look so uninspired. Um, and you know who to look at when it comes to that. And to shout out to Randy, Randy tried to tell me from day one, have fun with Brian Kelly. And I wasn't a fan of him. But then last year we make that run. We end up going to the SEC championship, you know, we, he starts getting all these recruits, and I'm like, you know what, man? We're Brian Kelly going to prove everything wrong. When guys are out there not giving 100% and uninspired and can't tackle, like, and everybody wants to point at just the defensive coordinator, that's on that's on him too. And then he's doing the dabbo and making excuses after the game. Um, I just don't like it. And, um, yeah, you let Ole Miss beat you. You let little brother who we own, um, you know, storm the field and – have a heyday, and, I mean, it was such their Super Bowl. It got brought up at church three times the next day on the stage. Uh, thought my safe space was my safe space. It wasn't. Um, I'll say this, Daniel, and this isn't being salty. I think I think Randy will agree. Um, I think it said more about the SEC West as a whole um, than it did that Ole Miss is good. I think it says how down the SEC West just really is because if – if you just look, I mean, there's nobody that's world beaters. Would you agree, Randy? Yeah, I think that Alabama might figure it out, but to this point, I, I don't disagree. I mean, we'll we'll see with Alabama and AM. We're gonna get into that in a little bit, but like, um, I mean, I just that, I don't think there's a national championship team in the West. There just isn't. We'll, we'll see. That. I mean, didn't look like a national championship on the other side either. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're talking about if you're talking about Ole Miss, I mean, yeah, they I mean, they gave up points. Well, that's that's not going to cut it. So A um, and M, we'll see how they do. Like I said, against Alabama, but um, I don't know. Like Randy said, I mean, it's still Saban. It's still Alabama. Um, you definitely can't write them off. But I mean, they just haven't imposed their will, um, except for this last week. But everybody's imposed their will on Mississippi State. I told everybody Mississippi State was not good. They are trash. Yeah, I mean Lounge Dog, that's for you. Sorry that your team isn't good. No, he, baseball he, wasn't good. Football wasn't good. You don't really have a lot going Mooie, on for you right Mooie, now. He, he, he agrees. He agrees. And Randy, what I think this really shows is, you know, people maybe underappreciated, undervalued. Obviously, they paid a lot of respect when he passed, but Mike Leach was a lot better coach than they thought. No, hundred percent. All right. Notre Dame. Obviously, they they beat Duke. All right. He had a bad beat on a parlay. Let's 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 hear about it. Okay, boys, taking some beats. It made Scott Van Pelt the coach. I even sent you the clip afterward. Notre um, Dame says, you know, we were just trying to run the clock out and kick a field goal. Randy, we have we have Duke at plus five and a half. They were up um, one point, and so. Uh, they were trying to set up to kick a field goal and win the game, and dude busted through and scored a touchdown. 
And so naturally that puts them up at five. So we still have a fighting chance, even though this happened. And of course they got the two point conversion. Um, and so, yeah, um, I thought we had this thing in a bag because Alabama was our only other game and they were covering the spread easy. And so, yeah, we lost $3,600 because a coach literally said they were just trying to run the ball and run the clock out and set up for a field goal to win. And he busted through the line and scored, which, um, you know, based upon how porous that defense looked uh, or on that play, I almost wonder if Duke was told to just let them in. But usually that happens on like the five-yard line, not like the 28-yard line. Bad beats. Man, that's crazy. $3,600 bad beat all on that play. Well, guess what? You got a new week to have more bad beats if you want. <laughs> so let's 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 talk about it. Oklahoma, Texas. This is an intriguing matchup. I mean, Oklahoma puts up points, but Texas, I think, is pretty good. Pretty good. Randy, who are you taking? Texas. I'm a I'm a Sark believer. Okay. Jim, who are you up? taking? Is this straight up or spreads? I mean, I don't have the spreads in front of me. The reason I asked is I think Texas is actually surprisingly a pretty big favorite. I think they were. Uh, yeah, I think they were close to two touchdowns. It's yeah. six and a half. That's oh, it. I could have swore That's I thought it. double digits. I, I mean, thought I did too. Get, still, give me Texas. Yeah, get, if it's only six and a half, give me Texas. If you were going to give me two touchdowns, I would have took Oklahoma. All right. LSU, Missouri. What's the line on this game? If it's not double six, digits, six I don't know. and a half. Six oh, and a half. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Give me LSU. Missouri's 21 ranked yeah. in the country now. Okay, first of all, that's another rant we're going to go on. How in the world does Tennessee win by three touchdowns and drop in the polls? Kentucky wasn't even ranked, and they beat a terrible Vanderbilt team, and they jump over Tennessee. Missouri, who did they beat? Who who, who did Missouri beat this past weekend? I don't even know. Couldn't have been relevant. Because nobody knows. Missouri is not – they're not – they're not good. I don't care what their record is. Missouri beat Vanderbilt this past week. Missouri weekend. beat Vanderbilt. Kentucky beat Florida. Two bad teams. We're never playing in the swamp again. I hope they go to no divisions and we never see Florida again in the swamp. Wow. That's that's big, beat, big words. Big how words. do we win by three touchdowns and drop in the polls? How does make it make sense? Because they're wanting to set up that Kentucky Georgia matchup, man. They're just trying to they're, they're pandering, bro. They they're getting viewers. LSU is going to win by four touchdowns. I will say this because it's not on – or no, it isn't. Never mind, I hold. Um, Yeah, give me me LSU. Um, I think they got to bounce back. I've seen both these teams play. I think even though it's at Missouri, that's not a scary environment. Um, You give me LSU. Let me – let me go Missouri because I just just want the Tiger – I want to feel better about Memphis losing to them. Them jokers. If if the if LSU loses again this weekend and uh the Saints lose, which we'll get to, and I'm pretty confident they'll lose because their quarterback's trash, I'm just gonna skip the rest of football season and get ready for college baseball. Man. All right. I'm just kidding because I'm all in on Memphis. I'll be there Friday thirteenth. You got to at this point. You're you're committed. Well, uh, there's still there's still a trend going. They still have not lost when I'm in that stadium. Well, let's keep that trend alive. All right, Bama, Texas A&M. Jim, who you got? Um, I just uh, – Max Johnson used to be the quarterback for LSU. I know his ceiling 
and I don't think his ceiling is high enough to beat Bama. And so for that reason and that reason alone, regardless of it being at Texas A&M, give me Bama. It's Bama is given two and a half. Yeah, I mean, I would take Bama, no problem. I'll take Bama. Randy, who are you taking? Uh, you know, so we talk about Max Johnson and all that, but uh, A&M seems to beat Alabama, even when Alabama's really good. This game is at A&M. Last time they were there, wasn't this the one where the kicker had the really hot girlfriend and she yes. like jumped down? Yeah, give me A&M. All right. So, I mean, here, here's what I don't understand. Is why isn't A&M ranked? Because they got blown out by Miami. But Miami's a ranked team, and they're better than them. Shout out to Miami's uniforms this past weekend. That's all I know. I don't know. Other, they should be ranked. I mean, they're I, too busy trying to rank Kentucky and Missouri. That's what I'm trying to get at. You got a four and one team, other four and one teams that are ranked like with, I don't know. Daniel, to skip ahead two weeks, I got a question for you. If Memphis beats Tulane and goes to five and one, and obviously Tulane is ranked, do they jump into the top 25? No. No, they don't. What if Missouri beats LSU and goes up higher and their only loss is to like a 17th ranked Missouri team? No. Memphis did get one vote, and I'm pretty sure that was from a Memphis writer. Probably. It's they they don't value the conference enough, which they shouldn't. The conference is weak. Um, and the other teams in the conference don't do it any justice by winning games. So regardless of how they do, they're not gonna they're not gonna move Memphis up in there. Not when you got teams like Maryland and Kansas State, who you know, and Texas A and M's getting votes. Tulane's even got votes. I mean, they got eight, but I don't think a win over Tulane boosts you above a Kansas State team. No, it shouldn't because Tulane's not gonna be ranked when they play Memphis. So that I mean, I don't. I mean, no, I don't think they get ranked. They probably get more votes. They got one right now. They might have 10, 15. Never know. All right. Kentucky, Georgia. Man, I really want to pick Kentucky, but this game being in Athens, and I feel like everybody you, is you is, can't go on the rant that you just went on and then turn around and pick Kentucky, bro. I'm 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 not. I feel like this is what I feel like. Everybody wants Georgia to lose so bad, including me, of course. But what they're failing to realize is like this championship teams find ways to win. They don't remember last year, can Georgia going to Missouri and having to pull out a game at the very end. They won 26, 22. Like they won some ugly games last year too. This team's still figuring it out. But by the way, that defense is still absolutely locked down when they need to be. And people want to say, well, Carson Beck's not as good as Stetson Bennett. Their stats are almost identical through the first six games or five, how many games they play? Five, five games. Like, Give me Georgia. Give me championship pedigree in Athens, Georgia, over a team that's never been there before. Yeah. Jim, who are you taking? I think it's pretty simple. Um, Kentucky runs the ball really well. Georgia stops the run really well. Uh, give me Georgia. So we're all in favor of Georgia. Shocker. Well, I, mean, I had to put it on there because of what Randy said. All the hype that's been put on Kentucky, and that's what I was going to wait till this game. On. Shout, I do got to give a shout out, regard, regardless. You know, it was Florida, and you know, Florida has you know they beat Tennessee, whatever. Like, um, 
damn, now I'm blanking on his name. Um, Ray Davis. Yeah. How many? How many yards he has? Two hundred and eighty-four. Eighty-four. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Two eighty-four. The dude was third. Third most he ever did was leave Vanderbilt. Third. Third most in SEC history and um, the most ever put up against Florida. Yep. He was awesome. He's been. He was awesome the week before too. Like he's he's money. I mean, he's thirty. They've had a couple. I mean, you know, if you look over the past X amount of years, I mean, Kentucky's had some running backs. They ain't got three in their backfield like Tennessee, you know what I'm saying? But no, they they ain't got Jabari Small and Dylan Sampson back there. And and then, I mean, if we're being honest, I mean, Memphis is running back you when you look at the NFL. So I'm just saying, that's big facts. Facts. They got another one in the backfield too. Hey, another one. And shout out because he's not on the list for for NFL. So we're just going to talk about it while we're talking Memphis. Jake Elliott, baby, money in the bank wins it for the Eagles in overtime from deep. The guy has been nothing but money since he's been in the league. I mean, that's the one. The one thing that has has declined significantly. Oh, well, um, y'all got y'all got spoiled though, bro. Oh, just sure. Super Bowl kickers sure. and stuff. You know, I mean, whatever. I mean, you got, you know, Gostowski, you got Riley Patterson, you got Jake Elliott. I mean, <laughs> doesn't get much better than that. Agreed. So, all right, NFL. I'm going to recap the Cowboys real quick. I want to, I put me, I put me first on purpose because I just wanted to get it out of the way, Daniel. Damn it. Nope. Nope. You, you got to hold, hold on. Dak, 28-34, one touchdown. Here's the key. No turnovers. No turnovers. That's the key. And when your defense gets you two, two tutties, like, it's going to be hard to lose games. And it, it's very clear that when the defense plays well and the offense just plays average to good to great, they're going to win a lot of football games. And – to be honest, this weekend coming up, we'll get into it. I think they're going to need strong defense, but they're going to have to be above average on the offensive side to win the game. It's going to be uh, hard. Yeah, it's going to be hard. Uh, Saints, big game against the Bucks. Baker Mayfield, bro. Baker Mayfield. He woke up feeling dangerous. Uh, look, I'm going to tell you this, man. I was the first one to shit all over that dude probably with good reason, but he's done nothing but be very safe. Be very safe. He hadn't tried to do too much. He scrambles around. He gets it to the open guy. He's had a couple turnovers, but for the most part, he has been everything they just needed him to do. I mean, I obviously texted y'all in real time and did, and you said he's been, he's been doing that. The Saints – where I mean, his offensive line was not holding up. The Saints were getting through nonstop, and he he looked like Baker Mayfield in college. I mean, he was running around. It looked like backyard football. They couldn't catch him, and then he was keeping his eyes downfield and finding the open guy. It was an elite performance by him, not making turnovers like you were just talking about uh, with Dak. Um, he won them the game. There's There's no doubt because I felt really good, and you know this, don't matter how good a DB you are, you're chasing receivers around for that long, they're getting open. Well, especially um, when you got Chris Godwin and Mike Evans running around back well, there. Well, hell, Mike Evans, Mike Evans got hurt um going into the halftime. It was Godwin had the big game, um, but it was multiple other guys. Um, 
You know, he they were using the running backs, getting them out and throwing the ball to them. I was I was very impressed, honestly, with the Bucks. If he could keep that up, I'm just I'm not saying they win a no Super Bowl, but they're the clear favorite in the South. Right now, they are the favorite in the South, obviously holding the lead. Um, but the Saints problem. Do you remember when Drew sticking with Saints Bucks? Do you remember when Drew Brees had no business playing in that playoff game against the Bucks because he was too injured, but he wanted to tough it out and he couldn't throw the ball downfield and he threw three picks? Remember Tom Brady Super Bowl year? There is not. There is nothing. I don't care if you're wanting to tough it out and be a warrior for your team. There's nothing positive about going out there and then you can't throw the damn ball. I mean, Alvin Kamara had 11 catches. He had 11 catches because all he did was check it down and not throw downfield. And the two times he threw it downfield, he missed a wide-open Chris Olave. Wide open. And Carr was, Carr was absolute trash. The best throw of the game came – Taysom Hill came in and threw a freaking dart downfield to Michael Thomas. Just free Taysom. But that offense is atrocious. Four touchdowns in four games, Daniel. Four touchdowns in four games. Hmm. Time, do for Dennis, time for Dennis Allen to go for also while I'm on it. On it. I mean – I'm I sure. know yeah, he's never was good. I get it. I get it. But like now it's official. Like this. True. True. Nope. I'm not, I'm not going to fight you on it. Randy Colt recap us. They got to do better too. What the hell? What you mean? Do better, bro. Okay. They, 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 they are, they are. Well, what I was going to say is jokingly, um, they've, really outperformed all expectations don't you think i agree and and you know the thing about it obviously you go down 23 to nothing to the rams matt stafford's looking like vintage matt stafford even though he's 35 years old uh but what happened in the third quarter was the defensive line got after him uh sacked him hurt his leg and he wasn't the same after that uh richardson and the colts go down tie the game right get two uh two-point conversions after touchdowns only for matt stafford to come back and throw an absolute dart uh, to win the game. So, I mean, you know, he's not as good as he once was, but he's as good once as he ever was. I thought that, um, you know, Richardson's stats don't look great, but I thought he put some big-time plays and some big-time moments. And the defense for the Colts actually has been pretty good this year, man. I think that, um, you know, they, they are. I think people slept on the fact that the defense was a hurt last year, so they were going to be better. And it all – we'll talk about it in a second. But this this game that's coming up is is pivotal, man, with with those hated Tennessee Titans – yeah, I mean they, you know, it's it's a jammed up division, and you know it was a division that we thought Jacksonville was going to be better in, and they clearly aren't yet taking steps forward. Um, so it's really opening the door for the Colts to, you know, have not. I don't know. Is is it? You think it's more pressure when the when they're sitting where they're at, or less pressure because they're kind of this wasn't the expectation because now it seems like they got a quarterback and they got a chance to win. I mean, if you could get a guy like Jonathan Taylor back and maybe he wants to play a little bit, like he might could do something, right? Yeah, I agree. And you know, I, I, I think that there's for the Colts internally, the expectations for the players and the, and the team was always to win the division. Right. Uh, but if you're looking at fans, of course, yeah, no, it was going to be another rebuilding year. Uh, hopefully another draft pick, and you're really looking to develop Anthony Richardson. I think that's why they put him back out there, uh, because Gardner Minshew, look, the games he played, the dude looked really good. But that's we know that. We've seen that. He's good in a couple games. Uh, I think they did the right thing by putting Richardson back out. But as far as expectations, I, I don't I don't have any myself. So anything that they do beyond 
you know, winning five or six games is just money to me. Nice. All right, Jim. Bills, they the best team in the AFC? Yeah. Or I they think... just caught, caught the Dolphins after, you know, a big win, kind of sleeping? No, I think they are. I think the, fir- the first week it left everybody questioning. Josh Allen made bad decisions. Um, these last three weeks, he's been every bit of MVP caliber, um, using every one of his weapons, Diggs, Davis, um, the works. Um, their defense is firing on all cylinders, held a Miami team that's just been scoring at will. Um, locked down Tyreek Hill was not able to to do his thing. Um, I'm sold. And when you look at the way, obviously we know the Chiefs can turn it on at any time, but if you just look at their games and how rough they've looked in in three out of four of them, and then the Bengals completely in, you know, panic mode, I feel like they easily got to be the favorite in the AFC, in my personal opinion. I mean, if you if you look at point differential, they're plus 84. The next closest team to them in the AFC is the Ravens at plus 41 and the Chiefs at plus 41. The only team that is remotely close to them in all of football is the Cowboys at plus 83. So, like, they're scoring a lot of points and they're not giving up a lot of points. That is a recipe to win a lot of games. So, regardless of how people felt after week one, it's clear that they're starting to figure it out. They're starting to hit their stride, and they beat a really good team this past weekend, and not just beat them, just worked them. Um, so, you know, I, I think you're right. Yeah, the the Bills are the team in the AFC to beat. Um, switching over to the whoa, NFC. Whoa, 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 okay, hold up. You know, this is the thing. You are not you, – you cannot be the champ unless you beat the champ. The team to beat is still the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't care how they win games. They're the champs. I, I know this. I feel like since I, Taylor Swift I, I, I thing, say that they all played the time. poorly. I feel like with the whole Taylor Swift thing, when she's in attendance, they play like shit, Randy. Well, they, they beat the Bears by like 85 the week before. That was her first game in attendance. Yeah. Well, this, they didn't this, look this, good. Every time they showed her, Mahomes threw a pick or Kelsey didn't catch the ball. That's all I know. I mean, they're they're winning games. Like the three and one. It's National Football League. Like you remember Week One when the Bills lost to the Jets and looked terrible. And Josh the Bills didn't look terrible. Josh but, Allen just looked terrible. But but, but but hear me out. How many people are talking about that now? I I never nope. jumped off the Josh Allen train again. I'm, I'm just saying nobody even remembers that now. So whether you lose by one or two or you win by a thousand, it's really, what have you done for me lately? And if, you, if, if, you, if you're constantly winning, that's all that matters, whether it's you, by one or a thousand. If you were to ask me the MVP race right now, and then what's crazy is my number one won't get it because he's not a quarterback. Running back or the fa- top in fantasy or fantasy, he is top in fantasy. Top in um, MVP race to me would be Christian McCaffrey and then followed by still Josh Allen. And then Jalen Hurts would be right behind him. Well, I mean, when you have four touchdowns in a game, like that's, that's, Christian McCaffrey I, is doing everything that everyone hoped. Can he stay healthy? Always the question. But right now, it was it was running, it was catching. It like I mean, he made it look like you were playing Madden. He was just juking. Well, let's let's talk about those dudes. Are they the best team in the NFC? 
hundred percent, hundred percent. I don't think. It's, I mean, I and I and as of right now, I know we were talking about the Bucks. I think Philly and Dallas are the only teams that are going to probably give them a run. And I still don't know if if they're firing on all cylinders like this. I still don't know it's enough. But here's the thing that you talked about with the Cowboys earlier: if the defense can do what they do, and they're going to be awesome, you have a quarterback right now that not only he leads the NFL in quarterback rating and QBR, has zero interceptions. And and five touchdowns. So it's they got weapons. They got Ayuk. Obviously, you got Debo. You got Jawan Jennings. You got C Mac. That team is loaded. I mean, on the offensive side, we know what the defense is of Varner and those guys. Like that, that that whole team, top to bottom, one through twenty-two, and some of the bench guys are at their money. Yeah. I um it's gonna be a tough game. Let me ask you this. If the Cowboys were to beat the 49ers. Would the 49ers still be thought of as the best team? Um, or or does the score of the loss matter? I think it probably matters a little bit, but I think that I'm still I would if the Cowboys win a close game like by a field goal, which absolutely could happen, I still think that on a rematch in the playoffs, I would still pick the 49ers just based on what I've seen from both teams. Cause I and I know y'all we already had this argument like two years ago. If you're putting me in a situation where I have to pick between, you know, Shanahan's offense and McCarthy's offense, and who's going to get me the win? I'm going to go with Shanahan every single time and twice on Sundays. And I think Brock Purdy does just enough to not lose you a game more than I trust Dak to go win me a game in a big spot. And I'm not, but, uh, that's not hate on Dak. And no, I mean, I, I think the 49ers have the best, and this is what makes it easy. So, for Purdy. He has the best set of weapons out there. Yeah. You're, you're, you don't have to be necessarily great when you have those kind of guys because they're like they're going to get open. The scheme is going to allow them play sets to be open. They're going to run the ball well. Um, they're going to catch the ball out of the backfield extremely well. So, you know, it's yeah, I think you're right. If if they, it would take like a dominant performance for people to get on the Cowboys bandwagon to be like, oh, they are the best team in the NFC, myself included. Um, but I think it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if the Cowboys went in there and won. Either, I, I so. agree. It wouldn't surprise me either because the defense is, is truly money. Yep. But I just like I said, I mean, if you're talking about as just a complete team and then people are kind of sleeping on the whole Eagles thing, but they're just kind of finding ways to ugly win. And that's what they want to do. Well, let's get to it. Picks first on the board: Saints and New England. Mm. Yeah, talk about a snooze fest. I mean, you're not lying. Two teams that can't score. Like, I'm just gonna hedge my bet and pick New Jim, England. Jim said he's gonna go to Buffalo Wild Wings and take his pillow. Bro, <laughs> I I might go watch LSU soccer on Sunday. Shit. Um. Well, who, I, uh, are you go- who, who are you going to take? Do you not hear me? I'm taking New England to hedge my bet. Like, I'm either going to be right on my pick or the Saints are going to win. But th- th- these two teams suck on offense. This is when you said snooze fest, you're not being funny. Like, it, this, this game could be god awful. Yeah. It really, yeah, it really could be. And that's what Bill Belichick wants. He knows that's the only way he can win. Wasn't it last year when they were playing the snow that the Mac Jones passed it like five times or something? Yeah. Like, he doesn't you, care. You know what the key to Saints winning this game is they need to uh, score on defense like Dallas did against New England. That's that's how we could win this game because the offense ain't going to do it. So let's just let's get a defensive touchdown and take this thing. 
I'm gonna I mean, I, I'm I'm picking the Saints because I think New England is one of the worst teams in the NFL. I think they suck. Do you think do you think they talked about this on the radio this morning? This is directed towards both of y'all, but I'll let you answer first, Randy. Um, it's obviously getting to be about that time for Belichick, but he's not the kind of guy that you would fire. Do you do you have the conversation at the end of the season and, and get him to you know step down on his own? So the, people say he's not the kind of, and I agree. Like the dude's got all these rings and everything, but the the rumblings for a long time was that Robert Kraft and Belichick don't get along. Like they have a lot of beef between each other, but it was always looked past because he was winning. Now that he's not, I think Bob Kraft will fire Bill Belichick. I think he might come out and say this is a mutual decision, and you know Belichick will come out and say just football or some dumbass shit like that. But. I think this is the last year for Bill Belichick, regardless. That, that's crazy because, you know, people have the discussion, is he the greatest coach of all time? And when – I don't – man, it's hard for me to justify the greatest of all time got fired. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you what it is. And people said that it, Brady – Belichick was – you know, that Brady was made by him. It's the – No, because he went, went to Tampa and won a Super Bowl, yeah. Yeah, he went and won another one. So maybe it was the fact that Belichick, his career is owed to Tom Brady. Obviously not solely Tom Brady, but without a Hall of Fame quarterback, you ain't winning all them rings, Bill. You're just not. And he hasn't had a decent quarterback since then. You went through all those retreads of Cam Newton. He was hurt. He, I mean, he's been through all the all, and then he trades away the good ones like Garoppolo, which I'm not saying he was good, but he's better than anything else he's, he's had. Better than yeah. And Mac Jones is not an NFL starter. He, I never have thought he was. Well, they. Pulled him from the game. Clearly, they didn't pull him off the roster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you got you got Jalen Hurts is like your one outlier, right? But he actually is a Oklahoma product. If you want to like get that's, technical, that's right. <laughs> and then you obviously Tua. But that quarterback room for college, you had Tua, Jalen, and Mac Jones. Right? That's a great story. But Mac Jones is the very the absolute worst of those three. And I didn't think he was that good at Alabama. How about that? They had a lot of other dudes. <laughs> My God, if I had to throw to Mechie and them dudes, I could probably complete some passes. Just throw it, turn around backwards and throw it, throw it behind your back. They would catch it. All right. I, I'm taking the Saints. I'm I don't I'm not sure how great of a coach Bill Belichick really is. And I, yeah, he, he won a, a ton of Super Bowls with the right personnel, but right now is when you show me how great of a coach you are when you can figure out a way to win with less. Um, and he's and not doing smoke, it. Bro. Yeah. They're getting smoked, bro. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like this, this weekend's game, you know, it wasn't even really like an entertaining, you know, game to watch with them and the Cowboys. It was just kind of just over before it started, but I mean, we'll see. Um, give me the saints though. Titans Colts. Give me the Colts. Just because, I mean, Randy says it all the time. You know the rule. It ain't even been true for the last two years. But death, taxes, and the Colts beating the damn Titans. Let's go. Jim, who you got? I just like the way he sells me on every time. It still ain't been right, but I'm just going to go, I'm just just gonna go going cold. I'm just going to keep going with it. It's got to be right eventually, it, right? It has to be. Casper says if you do something enough times, eventually <laughs> statistics say it'll pan out. That's true. true. All right. Big game. Cowboys, 49ers. Jim, who you got? Mm. Mm. I, I mean, I think the 49ers is the best team. I, for you and all, Casey and John and Marcus, I would love it for you guys. I just I can't pick against 49ers right now. They just look too good. 
Okay. Randy, who you got? Hey, man, bump you, bump Casey, bump Marcus. Uh, who else did you say? John. Uh, bump John, uh, because the 49ers are the best team in the NFC. So give me the 49ers, Brock Purdy, to outperform. In a shootout, boys, 38-31 49ers. Wow. Wow. Well, guess what? I have no no problem taking the boys. Let's go Cowboys. I do think you're right. There would be like some parody that went with this being just a complete offensive like explosion. I think that would be pretty fitting. Um, but I think it's going to come down to the defense on either side making one play, whether it's 38-31 and they make a, a big defensive of stand or a turnover or whatever it is. I think that's going to be what separates the two, but probably one possession game. We'll see. Playoffs, man. MLB playoffs right playoffs. here. Yeah. You kidding me? Playoffs? Rays open up tomorrow. 305. They got the Rangers coming to town. So here's what I'll tell you about the Rays. All right. The Rays need to do a few things one they need to get hot they need to score a lot of runs when they were at their best at the beginning of the season breaking records for most wins um it's because their offense was just scoring a lot of runs um they've got to overcome some injuries they got to overcome some guys that are not on the team wander franco out on leave brandon lau patella fracture luke raley's got a cervical strain um, you got pitchers that are now out for the season, Jeffrey Springs, Drew Rasmussen, and Shane McClanahan. Those guys are huge, but it's not like they've been out all of a sudden. They've been out the majority of the season, so they've been able to figure out how to win. And that's really why, like, the Rays are the Rays. They do more with less. So um, I think if the Rays can get into the bullpen of the Rangers, who is one of the worst in MLB, I think this should be a, a quick two-game series. Um, but if they let the starters go deep and they don't score a lot of runs and you know, it becomes a, a premium to get runs across the plate, then I think we, we might be in a little bit of trouble. Um, but, you know, I, I, I like the race. Jim, what about you? What do you got? I will 100% take the Rays. You know that. When it comes to the American League, I always ride or die with you in them Rays. Randy, what about you? Rays or Rangers? There's one thing we can count on. The Rays choking in the playoffs. <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you why they're going to choke in the playoffs because I think that the best play – look, Randy uh, Rose Arena, I can't root for you because you were a Cardinal. We were stupid and we traded you away. So I don't wish for your success anymore. So that's his fault? Yes, it absolutely is. Absolutely. I'm going to be bitter regardless. Yeah, I don't want my ex to be doing better, okay? <laughs> Anyways, that's a story for another day. Corey Seager for the Rangers. I think that one through nine, their offense, obviously, when you look at their offense, one through nine, that lineup is loaded. But you're right. The bullpen hasn't been good. But if you get into a scoring match, I think the Rangers can match up with the Rays. Actually, all jokes aside, they match up really well. And you got a guy like Corey Seager, I kind of like their chances at least making it a series. And if you get them to us a game, was five game, best of five, right? Best of three. Best of three. Oh, 
then I'm not even more worried. I'm less worried about the bullpen now. Give me the Rangers in the upset. Oh, wow. Wow. That's that hurts my feelings, but I, I'm going to respect it. Uh, Blue Jays twins. Um, for the Blue Jays, it comes down to the the family lineage. Bo Bichette, Vlad Guerrero Jr. If those two dudes are hot, the, the Blue Jays are going to be extremely tough to beat. But what I will say is, um, you know, it's it's going to be a tough sledding for the Twins because they got guys that are banged up. Carlos Correa, Rocco Baldelli, um, you know, Brock Stewart. Those dudes have been catalysts and key for those guys winning. And they've been out late in the season. If they're healthy and they're able to play at 100%, I think the Twins got a chance. But I don't think those guys are coming in at, at 100%. Um, as much as I would love to say the twins, I'm going to go with the blue Jays, Jim, who you got, you know, since I haven't watched much of both these teams, I just know that Chad Dallas is in Toronto blue Jays organization. And for that reason alone, give me the blue Jays. Okay. There we go. Randy, who you got twins or Jays? Well, now I just got to pick against what y'all said. And I think that when Brock Stewart is, I mean, I saw him pitch the last couple of weeks. I think he will be 100%. Carlos Correa doesn't seem like he will be because I don't. I didn't even see him play the last week or so of the regular season. But I think I think just give me the Twins for that reason alone because you get into the bullpen, they got a little bit more depth. But I do really like watching Bo Bichette play baseball. Pretty pretty good, pretty good. All right, Diamondbacks Brewers, so. Um, the key to the Diamondbacks' success is Zach Gallen and, and Mer- Mary Kelly. The thing is, is in a three-game set, you just need two really good starting pitchers to win the series. And because of that, and the fact that the Brewers, the Brewers are the one of, the, along with the Rangers, the worst, worst bullpen. So give me the Diamondbacks, man. I, I, I like their chances. Jim, what do you got? Man, give me, you know, I just, I don't like picking the Brewers just because they're NL Central team. <sighs> I think they're the better team. I'm just going to go Diamondbacks anyway. Wow. Okay. Randy, who you got? I feel like I'm just going adversarial, but I'm not. I just think the Brewers are better. So that's why I'm picking them. Yeah. No, I think they're better too. I just <laughs> didn't want to pick them. I guess. Yeah. Okay. It, is, that's what it, is. it wouldn't matter what NL Central team you lined up. I was going the opposite direction. Agreed. And the one the one bright spot for the Cardinals is they did keep the Reds out of the playoffs. Shout out. There you go. All right. Marlins, Phillies. Um, to be honest, I didn't really write any notes on the Marlins. But the Phillies, when they hit home runs, um, they win games. The last two months of the season, when they've made this big push to get into the playoffs, they led the league with the Braves in home runs. So if you get big, timely hits for big-time runs, like guys like Bryce Harper can do for you, you're going to win games. So um, because of that, give me the Phillies. Jim, who you got? Phillies, easy money. Randy, you're going to go Marlins just to be adversarial? I'm, I'm not, because I think the Phillies are going to win the World Series. 
Oh, wow. People are overlooking the biggest – everything you said was correct. But the one thing that everybody's overlooking about the Phillies is, to me, they have the best bullpen in the NL. And I don't. it's not even close. Like, the Braves are injured. Their bullpen's not been that great. I think the Phillies – that's what it's all about in, in playoffs is moving guys around, getting your bullpen right. And I think the Phillies have the deepest one. And that's what you got to have. Maybe not necessarily in this match, in this first matchup, but True. next round to beat to beat those guys, you you, you got to get into the pen and you got to be able to score runs. And the Phillies can do that, then they they, they got a leg up. So, um, but we'll see. But guys, let's uh, let's put a bow on the episode. Let's do a little around the horn action. Last call, Jim. Start with you. Got a lot of lot. Lots to talk about. Yeah, no. So first, man, Memphis women's soccer team all the way up to number seven in the polls and Maya Jones, Offensive Player of the Week. Um, that obviously came across this morning, but she was outdone by another female IOTB guest because it doesn't get bigger than this, boys. Aaliyah Finnegan, LSU gymnast, only three weeks ago on the episode, has punched her tickets to the 2024 Olympic Games in Paris to represent the Philippines. So shout out, Aaliyah. We got a guest that is competing in the Olympics on the biggest stage, boys. Let's go. Shout out. Great job, Maya. Great job, Aaliyah. Randy, last call. What you got? Man, I want to shout out the whole country of Canada. And let me tell you why. We played a team from Canada called the Oakville Angels, guys. And let me tell you, they... We're not only really good at softball, beat us really, really bad, but they were so nice about it. Like, let me tell you how nice. The parents were so nice. We had a girl that bunted and went foul. The third baseman stood, picked up the bat, stood there and waited on the batter to come back and handed her the bat. Just little things like that. Like, I'm petty. I never would have even picked up the bat. I'd have walked back to my position. I ain't doing it. But the parents were so nice. They drove down 12 hours, you know, to see the sights of, uh, of Nashville and Tennessee just couldn't have been nicer. The only thing that was a little uh, off was that they kept using Celsius for the temperature, and uh, you know, I was I was having to do math, and that's I don't math don't matter. Math's hard. Math's, Math's hard. hard. But shout out Canada. Shout out Maya. Shout out Aaliyah, and shout out the country of Canada. Never have I ever thought. Canada would get its own shout out here, but it is good for them for all the right reasons too. All right, guys, let's get out of here. I want to thank our guests, Charlie Orsini and Jameson Brockenbro for joining us. If you like hearing their story or you just like hearing us average Joe's talk X's and O's, please like and share the podcast on Facebook, retweet us on Twix, listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. As always, comments, ratings, feedback, thumbs up, hearts, hugs, love. We'll take it all, and we will see everyone. Jim, got a big episode on, on what is it, Thursday, Pros and Joes? Well, we're going to have an episode on Wednesday. Uh, you know, you can call me out, man. Drop me back down to AAA Deucer. I messed up on uh, having a Monday-Wednesday episode. We got a guest list that i've been trying to squeeze in anyway so we will gladly have someone in so it is a surprise but to your point yes pros and joes will launch thursday with me and mike hughes but more importantly tommy hawk and brock wilkin wow 
Shout out. Make them feel you. Cleveland Guardians and Milwaukee Brewers. So here's the rundown for all you fans out there. Surprise guest Wednesday. Be ready. You're not going to want to miss it. If I know Jim, he's going to pull a rabbit out of his hat, and it's going to be something spectacular. Thursday, you got pros versus shows. Tommy Hawk, Brock Wilkin doing their thing. And then following up next Monday, Chad and I do wrestling again. It's great. Great times, great action. Got a lot on the table. I'm ready. You're ready. Guys, have a great night. As always, remember, strong body, sharp minds. Great and grind all the time. We out.